Criterion creeps are coming with Jared and RJ from Renoir to Kurosawa and everything along the way. Highbrow, lowbrow, they won't stop until the This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're talking about a bunch of nonsense as we've watched Spine 308 in the Criterion Collection. Jean-Luc Godard's Masculine Feminine from 1966. But first, RJ. Yeah? I feel, I feel so alone. Why? No, no Sam Loveland in my life. No slam love machine? No. You know, uh, after that, uh, there was a, a lot of people commented to me about the unique energy that uh, the youthful, uh, unbridled enthusiasm that <laughs> was brought to uh, the podcast. And I said, yeah. Yeah, that was Sam Loveland, baby. This, this, this kid watching the movies. Watching the movie shows comes up into the pictures and he says, hey. I can talk as to you old guys. Talking lovingly about John Ford, community, and... Horizons. And eating, I don't know, cake. Hoop dollars? And eating chocolate on, on found money. What are you going to do, waste it in the, in today's economy? Mm-hmm. Think about that, Jarrett. No. Well, we probably won't be alone for too long since uh, people are just, uh, you know... Just can't get enough of us. Yeah, they're just stumbling in. Stumbling in. Well, that's all I do every wow. week. So have you declared a public health emergency lately, or is that a... Ah, <laughs> that's uh, pretty topical. It's pretty topical, it's RJ. It's pretty topical. It's not, not, People not... are going to listen to this episode in three years and go, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Well, well, folks, we're uh, recording about 45 minutes later than normally during mm-hmm. the, this this time of year, during the fall, Sad. following up on the best summer ever, yep. and uh, now it's the fall, the fall of man. Uh, <laughs> Just quite literally, the fall of man? You, you hear about this, Ajay? You hear about this? Uh, Creepsville's uh, COVID is rising. It's, it's, uh, it's a catastrophe, even. You don't say, Jared. It's not like we've been talking about this for oh. two years and about <laughs> how bad it was. Oh. Well, our uh, our chief medical officer of uh, Creepsville uh, has informed us that we've beat it before, <laughs> we'll beat it again. And it's like, why? I wasn't aware that we ever beat it once. I mean, well, you're, uh, you weren't you know, paying attention. We, we had we had it on the ropes with the vaccine. Oh, we got it down. We got it down. But then we just like stopped punching. Or yeah. we, I mean, we one, one or two individuals uh, in power, the only ones that actually have a say, it seems, um, decided, nah, we're good. <laughs> let's go. Jared, have, I don't. Let's go have a spritz. A spritz. I don't know if you're paying attention because it was clearly the best summer ever. So we did defeat this. Thing. Well, we bested it. I feel like it was, it, best summer it, was, ever. it was definitely a depressing summer. Um, wow. Which is status oh, quo. Status yeah. quo. Yeah, I don't know about you, man. I was at Stampede every day. 
talked to hundreds of people, handshakes, sharing drinks. You yeah. know, it was it was the best summer I've ever had. Were were, 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 were there pancakes involved? There's always pancakes. Flapjacks, in maybe a little, a little tall stack of uh, flappy boys, a little flapjacks, Johnny cakes. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between a Johnny cake and like a pancake? I I've, I've, I've never even heard of a Johnny cake. You're just lying. You don't what, know Johnny cakes? All I know is about Aunt May's uh, wheat cakes. Okay, Johnny cake. Uh, why are Johnny cakes called Johnny cakes? <sighs> That's a good question. Their Native American name, ooh, uh, was Nokik, but that evolved to journey cakes, as these breads were easy to carry in saddlebags of American pioneers. Eventually, they became known as Johnny cakes, but they are also known as Ho cakes in some parts of the southern United States. <clears throat> Portable pancakes, cornbread, flatbreads is what it says. Ah, so it's a it's a cornbread pancake. Is a Johnny cake? Can I uh, interest you in making oh, some? All I know is, folks, look up uh, Aunt May wheat cakes. Uh, there's Aunt a, May wheat cakes. There's a recipe. Uh, it's illustrated. There is like. Clearly, Peter Parker's eating pancakes, but I think like wheat cakes are like squares. <laughs> it sounds something. like some nerdy ass ba- bullshit. Ba- 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 baby loaves. Baby loaves. Yeah. Cook on a greased hot griddle or frying pan until small bubbles appear. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that sounds okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it looks like a loaf that you chop up. <laughs> well. Go to town. You, Go to town. Are you going to be going to town after this podcast? Are you going to make some uh, some hot cakes over there or what? No, no. I'm, I'm curious about these Johnny cakes. Well, you're a cornbread man, are you not? <laughs> I think, no. right? Yeah. Well, that's fun. So, yeah. Uh, okay. We're going right back down into a not a lockdown. Uh, well, for two so. weeks. And then when nothing changes in two weeks, we'll see. Maybe uh... as, as things grow more catastrophic. Yeah. Which, surely they will, right? No one suspects things are going to get better, right? I suspect not. Mm. For, yes, for the the unvaccinated folk, they're, mm. uh, they're, they're in for it, that's for sure. So. That's just like their choice, man. <laughs> yes, choices. I love choices. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh... Anyway... What and, else is going and, on? And uh, has has an election in like five days. Yes, and, we do. And, and I feel like this is all entwined with that as well. Oh, yeah. No? Mm-hmm. When's our, uh, well, our federal's in a couple days. When's our municipal? Well, like next month. Next month? No. Can I do mail-in? No. No? No. No, why not? What? I said, can I do mail-in for the provincial or for the municipal? No, that's that's how uh, that's how you get Joe Biden to win. I mean, how would you feel about Joe Biden becoming a city councilor if he became mayor of uh, Creepsville? <laughs> that, 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 that's how strongly those people feel. They're, they're just going to mail in. Remember, mm. remember, remember hearing about votes being thrown in rivers? <laughs> it was a whole bang. It's all it's all Republican votes. I mean, who's to say? Remember, I don't know. I wasn't remember, there, right? Remember the like suitcases? 
it's still real. People still believe in it. Ah, uh, uh. <laughs> Well, yeah. we've, we've bested it before, Jared. Even, even voter, mass voter fraud, we can best it again. What about, like, minor voter fraud? There's nothing, not, not on a mass scale, but perhaps on a small scale. Small scale? Uh, Jason Kenny style. A... Remember that? Yeah, Remember? I think there's a Simpsons joke somewhere yeah. there. Somewhere. Not about mass beatings, but violent beatings. <laughs> violent voter turnout. Well, sack beatings are up 800%. Something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something. Mm-hmm. Something like that. How's your week been? Uh, I mean, fine. How's your day? Uh, I mean... Super. <laughs> Yeah, super duper, bud. Not much to report over here. <laughs> Woo! Fantastic. Yeah, what's new with you, big cat? Oh, you know, just realizing I should open up the mailbag here in a minute or so, you know. See what? Do you know what's in there? Um, I kind of did. I mean, hmm. let's see if it's grown. Nope, Google Workspace. Oh, 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 there we go. There we go. It filled. It filled up. It filled up. It got topped off. We didn't get ten or anything. Ooh. But, but so wait, what are we at? But we've tripled. We tripled last week. To three. To six. Oh Jesus. That's a lot of emails, Jerry. It's, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Well, last week we had two, but we still talked for an hour and a half about those two emails. Mm. Well, we had uh, unbridled enthusiasm at mm-hmm. our disposal. We were lubricated with love. It's not the word I would use, but okay. You want, to get, you want to get to these emails? Why don't you hit it? All right, then. First Quit. off, Oliver mm-hmm. Granger with an Ooh. email entitled, Son of Sam. Hmm. Is, is this where Oliver actually admits to being an incel? Do you think? <laughs> Finally. Finally admits to it. It's all been It's there. all been a ruse. I don't really believe that he has kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't seem right. Yeah. It's actors. But... False flag. Well, they're actors for a podcast as well. No. Yeah. So, uh, so Oliver begins. Sorry, Sam. I zoned out when the creep said you would be on. Here is a question for you. Email next week. Have you watched Seinfeld? I think you and George would get along. Signed, a fellow trash eater. Uh, That's true. He PS'd. He um, and a question for the creeps. Sorry, a real lame one. But where would you go on the holodeck? Want to to hear Oliver's? Yeah, sure. I do some Yakuza white savior scenario in Japan in the 90s. Love the aesthetic. The cars. I mean, that's somewhere between incel and cock. I'm not sure where it is, but it's somewhere in between there. He walked right into it. Right into it. I mean, at least he's being honest, you know? Yeah. Uh, Wait till Rupa finds out on this podcast. Ah, uh, she doesn't listen anymore. Yeah. I doubt. Probably not. Why, why would you? Why would anyone listen why, to this? Indeed. I, I mean, anyone that, like, got through four and a half hours, four hours and 32 minutes of yeah. last week, the, the longest episode mm-hmm. in the show's history. That, and that beats longest out. Longest yet? That is the, yes, yet. Um, I, I can what say does it, it beat his, out? Uh, I think Ghoul School last year went, like, four... 20 or something like mm-hmm. that yeah and oh. um yeah it's pretty impressive 
Well, I mean, it was it was the longest until this week when I when I give you about sixteen seasons of Star Trek in one episode. So <sighs> hell yeah. Well, actually, we might not even get to Star Trek because we actually have something to talk about this week, both of us. Oh, damn. We do. Which could take some time, oh, which is man. fine. Oh, man. Voyager, season seven. <laughs> it just keeps extending. Well, Jared, much like Voyager, will we ever get home? <laughs> oh, no. Will we ever bring it home? No one knows. <laughs> no one knows. Um, you got any holodeck uh, masturbatory fantasies you want to play out, RJ, you're willing to talk about on the podcast? Do they strictly have to be masturbatory? No. But I no. mean, come on, come on. Uh, I think it would be really cool to just um be a pumpkin for a while, just to be a pumpkin. That would be my my thing. Can you do that in the holodeck? Do you think? Be a pumpkin? Yeah. Like in a in a patch? Yeah. Yeah, you could you can be you can do whatever you want. I just want to be like say, in the com- computer. Computer, make me a pumpkin. Make me, then they'll make you a pumpkin. It's like, no, computer, make me a pumpkin. But you got to be careful because we know that there's holodeck mishaps that can happen. That's and that's you very don't true. other you might st- like get fused into one if they hit like some anomaly in space, and then you're just mm-hmm. oh no, it's ensign pumpkin. I'd love to be ensign pumpkin. I'd love that. That's real person, not the character's answer. If I was playing a character for a podcast, it would probably be some sort of reality where I wipe out England in some way because of the dirty nature of the people uh, that are there. But uh, that that'd be a character for a podcast, not my ne- not necessarily my input. You know. <clears throat> what about you, Jer? <laughs> this is like uh, so way back in the the olden days. I was mm-hmm. on the I was on the Warren Ellis forum before if everyone found out the that he was just using it as a grooming surface for young women. Um but mm-hmm. some someone had this post they made called uh Wef Island and it was an elaborate ploy to get everybody to like post like if hey, if this forum was a we- like an island, like mm-hmm. what would your role on the island be? <laughs> and all okay. these people bit. They all like they all are like, Oh yeah, I would do this and they really started thinking about it seriously and they started mm-hmm. casting roles for everyone. But the guy who made this post, he was just like shit posting and just trying to like to out all the psychopaths. <laughs> and it worked really well. <laughs> it was like I don't know. that's what this feels like. I feel like Oliver's trying to out us or get us or trick us. So no, I don't play that game. Fuck your holodeck, you nerds. Uh-huh. Interesting. See, no. You, maybe, you, go, maybe, you will be a pumpkin over there, you son of a bitch. I will go be a pumpkin over there. I think that's harmless. No. Maybe. But you're just full of seeds. That's pumpkin kinda, that's... seeds are pretty... I like pumpkin seeds. Yeah, Do you but, ever have roasted but, pumpkin what about seeds? What that goo inside? The goo inside? Don't worry about the goo inside. No, the goo is going to get you. Don't worry about that goo. You know, the goo is not an issue. Trust me. No. It's not, not an issue. No. Okay, so Jared's not going to play. Fine. No, Fine. no, no. Whatever. No. <laughs> we gotta go get tricked. It's just like your choice, man. Yeah. Okay. Holodex. D- Dylan. Uh, Fruk. Uh, he signed here Greek Frogert. I like that. Ooh. Glad. Uh, with an email entitled More Godard. Ah, no. <laughs> Uh, was, uh, I mean, did he I'm put not, the emphasis on there? Or uh, is that well, you? Oh, I could go more Godard exclamation marks. Ah, I mean, I can't. You can't say ah without going ah. Other than ah, no. 
Do you see my problem? I have to. I have to assume. Well, don't assume, Jared. Okay. Howdy again, fellas. Well, good to see Sam's episode turned out to be an all-time classic. I laughed for so long afterwards at the poop dollar story. (laughs) I mean, it was an interesting tale. A tale of interest. No one saw it coming. No one saw it coming. Not even Sam. Thoughts. RJ is entirely right about Mickey D's serving a purpose at times. Oh, yes. Sometimes one just gets the craving. I was listening to the show once, waiting to pick up my brother when it kicked in. I ended up being late to pick him up. Plus, he thought I'd offer him one of the six burgers. Clearly, he didn't understand how the Mickey D's lifestyle rolls. Co-signed. Good to hear RJ has crammed Dune into his brain. Would love to see the infinite jest pod. Hopefully featuring no. by Sam. Maybe you could do War and Peace or Remembrance of Things Past, too. <laughs> no. 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 No, no, no. People don't know how hard it was for us to try to do Infinite Jest. Yeah. just no. Good to know if all the emails stopped, Justin Peterson would still be there with just one every week. Mm-hmm. He's the true MVP. Agreed. Agreed. All, all truth. This week, I get to see Jackson Brown live. Who's Ooh. your pick for the top dog of the 70s, or primarily 70s? Uh, Jackson Brown's pretty cool. Mm. I mean, that that's a good one. He, you're going to play late for the sky, and you're going to go, ah. Can I just go ABBA? Sure, if you want to be that guy. They're pretty cool. That that the best of Ab Ab is pretty sweet. I or, or yellow, I like I like just initials for some okay. for bands. Yeah, Electric Light Orchestra though, man. They're, they're pretty they're, good. They're best. They're best of stuff. Their 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 hits are pretty stellar. I mean, my my pick would be David Bowie. He's dead, so I can't. But I I would have liked to have seen him. <laughs> uh, I was actually sad when he died because he was in Calgary a couple years before, and I was like. And I, I was yeah. too was too little. I couldn't go. I, I didn't have a car. I didn't have a license. Couldn't go. But uh, he'd be cool. Bob Dylan came to Creepso one time. Apparently, it was really depressing. Uh, it, See, it was underwhelming. Oh, yeah. You were there, right? I, I was there. Yeah. Uh, I saw The Who. That was cool. I saw ZZ Top once. That was cool. I just looked up 70s musicians, oh. if you're curious of where I'm pulling all these names from. Deep Purple would be a cool, pr- a pretty cool band. Scene. Oh, Parliament Funkadelic. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Parliament Funkadelic and David Bowie is my answer. But um, I know Jared's a big Chicago guy, so I like some Chicago, <laughs> like one or the two musical? songs. Uh, no. Oh, I saw Barry White at a baseball game once. Do you think that counts? <sighs> yes. He was up in the booth. He didn't even sing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game." He was just there, and he waved to the crowd, and then and then he left. So I saw him. Counts for sure. For sure. What else is going on over there, Jay Jay Bone? Well, uh, Dylan continues. Apologies if this is really scatterbrained. I will intentionally not try to watch the movie this week. Have a great show, Greek Frogert. P.S. I'd probably still go with Bowie or Jim Croce, mm. but JB is up there. 
Big mm-hmm. ten cc fan too. Yeah, ten cc is pretty good. Mm-hmm. All good picks. All good picks. Mm-hmm. I uh, I also appreciate that he's just not going to watch the Godard film. That's also good. Good for you. No one should watch any of these uh, Criterion films. That's what we've discovered. It's fact. 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 All right, all right, all right. So what else we got there? Well, we got ourselves a Shane Gordon. Shane O'Mac mm-hmm. himself. Shane O'Mac. With an email entitled, Oh, you didn't know? You better mm. call somebody, which seems to be the edited version of one, the one Billy Gunn's uh, entrance music. I don't know what any of that or means. Or Road Dog. Or... Ignore it. Yeah, you, you remember the uh, the outlaws? Mm, it, maybe Road Dog Jesse James. Mm, no, no. You, you need to brush up on your Attitude Era uh, B list. Probably I won't. But uh, you know Al, you know. you know Al Snow saved a kid the other day from drowning. I don't even know who that is. He likes head. I'm going to remove myself from the conversation almost entirely i think hello creeps it's me it's me it's the fat bastard g i meant to write last week but woke up after night shift and realized you were recording had so yeah. hoped to ask slam love machine what cake was so special it was worth dumpster diving for Mm. Hearing well, we the got f- the answer. Hearing the full story was unbelievable. I'd always assumed it was an event that would be serving cake like a wedding or birthday. To hear that it was just some random cake on a train platform garbage just blew my mind. Where did it come from? Was someone just walking around the city with cake on a plate? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's why it's so fucking crazy. <laughs> Wow, it was, it was untouched. It was untouched? Wow, there was maybe a bite out of it. What? It went from immaculate to partially devoured. The story evolved the longer it went on. and Man, good stuff. No. Good stuff. What did you just send me here? Let's on, have a look at this. On the body shaming of RJ, I just wanted to let the people know that I have his back. There is only room yes. for one fat guy in this landscape, and that's me. RJ doesn't hold a candle in that department, and the trolls can lay off. Don't make me throw hands. I uh, well, I appreciate it. No one wants to throw hands with Shane O'Mac, no. and uh, I think I, I think I said too. Uh, if you are one of those categories of people, that's fine. I was just, uh, as we've mentioned before, I was very thrown off by the uh, sheer amount of people who just assumed I was like an incredibly large person. And I was like, why? And they're like, you just sound like it. And I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. So it's like, yeah, you do whatever feels right, man. But uh, it was, um, it's weird when strangers talk about your appearance. Do you know what I mean? But I appreciate Shane's got my back mm-hmm. here. Oh, Jared I, sent I, me a picture that's yeah, confusing me. This picture is also for RJ. Re- okay. Reusable toilet paper. Oh. Get with the future, no. bro. Get out of get out of here with that. What do, what do you do with that? Where do you put it? Cloth. <laughs> you just put it in like a hamper <laughs> next to the toilet. Yeah. Just shit smelling like shit for like three weeks before you do laundry. <laughs> oh my god. Well, RJ, I mean, you could just start using socks. 
Uh, I'm happy to report that I've never had to use a sock. I always go fully stocked in there, and uh, I'm pretty good at checking to make sure. Mm -hmm. I've never had to. I mean, some people have, and that's just like their choice, man. A lot of things happened in this COVID-ing. I got a bidet, did you? Because I know a lot of people were doing that for a long time. I did not, no. Do you think it would be okay? I know it's like European. People like it. It's all over. I mean, I guess, but I feel like it's just European people, and I don't trust them. No. You know what I mean? Do you trust any Europeans? I, I, I don't trust Godard. Not with my kids. No. Not with my kids. In this economy? No way. No way. On the video game tip, I feel mm-hmm. Jarrett's pain. Mm-hmm. A glitch in Assassin's Creed 3's DLC killed my enjoyment of that series. If you did mm-hmm. all the side missions before completing the main story, you could no longer finish the big game because of a glitch. I spent hours and hours getting 100% of all the side stuff done just to not be able to finish the main story. I'll just say I have never played an Assassin's Creed game again. Even sold my Xbox mm-hmm. with a sealed copy of Black Flag. I mean, that's fine with me. I played the first one and it was okay, but then... I never cared to go back, you know? You mm-hmm. know what I mean, Drew? Mm-hmm. That's just like me. Glad to Man. see all the love you are getting from the Patreon and the guest hosts. Just hope the game and money doesn't go to your heads. Don't want it to be uh, don't want it to be seeing Criterion Gucci creeps with face tats and SoundCloud songs anytime soon. Have Ooh. a great show, Shane O'Mac. I'd definitely get a Gucci face tattoo if well, you did. You've you got to get yourself... Uh, some seven of Borgnine uh, tattoo, I, I and I mean, know. there's some pretty prime real estate on that face, RJ. I don't, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, oh well, it's currently untouched, sure. Currently, currently, I think, I think you get yourself a nice little like um, Borg, like cybernetic tattoo on your eye. I don't know. If I'd it... get it Chakotay style, so it'd be wrapped around like my eye here. That's got to be some kind of appropriation, though, no. Not if it's not the actual Chakotay one. If it was a picture of Ernest Borgnine wrapped around my eye, I feel like it's okay. Do you know what I mean? Right. That's what I meant. Yeah, I wouldn't get the Chakotay one, even though I'm pretty sure that was made by a white guy. Space fake. Yeah, that was space fake indigenous whatever, I think. I don't know. Cool. Cool. Thanks. Uh, That's halfway through the mailbag already, RJ. Like ripping, ripping. We got got stuff to talk about today. It's okay. It's okay. It's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Maybe we'll make up uh, the difference from last week. Last week was such a a beefy episode. This will be like a a light one. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Bring it on. Next up, though, Justin Hmm. Peterson. Oh, the the, the MVP. The Pete himself. Hell of a show. The email is entitled. Mm. Hey, Jared and RJ. What's happening? I wanted to congratulate The Love Machine on his first time Mm -hmm. guest hosting and claiming what should hopefully be the now unbreakable record of a four and a half plus hour Creeps episode. Mm -hmm. The best moment had to be when the GOAT movie question of the week led to Sam doing his excellent Al Pacino impression. Oh, that was good. It was very good. It was good stuff. I liked it. Mm -hmm. I won't try to repeat it, but it was good. No, no, don't. Don't. Mm Mm-mm. So, with Creeptober right around the corner, which spooky movies are you making sure you watch this year? I know for sure I mm. want to revisit Army of Darkness, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, and Dawn of the Dead. But which one, Justin? 
which which dawn which one and check out frankenstein friday the 13th part 7 the new blood jigoku and a nightmare on elm street 3 dream warriors for the first time dream warriors is pretty good and he has a link here to his uh horror movie watch list on letterbox you know nice. what so rj you know it's the middle of september now uh-huh. like truly the middle of september and uh-huh. uh, I've only got about ten movies, I think, on my Creeptober list at the very mo- this very moment. Don't you have like a, a stock list though? Yeah, like I've, I've, I've yeah, from? there's like three hundred movies on that list, and uh, sure. I'm not too worried about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not too much what? planning uh, this year, I don't think. It's going to be yeah. seeing what's on some streaming platforms, seeing yeah. what's what's out there for free, seeing what new movies have come out because. Mm-hmm. This is the, I mean, since I don't watch horror movies at all, like throughout the year, I might as well save them all up. So there's probably tons, tons. Mm-hmm. You still got that, uh, what's it called? The the horror streaming platform. What's it called? Shudder? Shudder. You still got that Shudder account going? I do. I oh, do. Fantastic. That's great yeah. for you. I mean, well, some would say. Yeah, no, I uh, I, I didn't know if you were going to watch movies at all. Oh, I will. I will. It's going to happen. Okay. It's, it's, it's my... I've been saving up my bump card. Ah, this, I see. This, this I is see. when it all goes down. Yeah, I, I'm. Going I, I, for... now, am I going to beat Net last year? No, probably not. Mm, but doubtful. doubtful. Yeah, last year was pretty, uh, pretty ridiculous. However, I think I can take a big chunk. Part of it is it's going to be a balance. I think it will look like some rewatch, some new mm-hmm. watch. And will I will I finish off the Paranormal Activity films that just get worse? Are you going to watch all of the new Halloween films? Oh, isn't that what is in two? I gotta wait till three. I gotta wait till uh, all. Gotta watch all three. What as, about Jigsaw? As David Gordon Green envisioned, or uh, Spiral? Spiral. Spiral. Because you're all I, caught up on those, aren't you? No, I never even saw Jigsaw. Oh, I thought you were caught up on those for oh. some reason. Nope, I'm too behind. I think so. You can watch those too, if you want. Yeah, I could. Yeah, yeah you got a year of uh, shit that you're gonna get through. Huh. Gotta, I, uh, I do have to say that with the um, the absence of a certain horror podcast that we would listen to back when, after it was uh, canceled. Canceled. For good reasons. For great reasons. Alleged sex pests. Uh, <laughs> get out of here. Uh, they, they kind of like picked up and started over again, but they had like no resources. Yeah, because they got wiped out completely, and then I was just like, "Oh yeah, it's just them with their friends." And I'm like, oh, "Who with cares? The, I don't care about with this." The two two worst members of the mm, four pack. No, definitely not. No. Wow, who would be the worst? Oh, the I one see. the one that's not on the show at all anymore it doesn't exist at all. True, true. <laughs> on the online anyway. Yeah. So yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see he'd be I the mean, worst. So but then it's left yeah. with the other two, and then uh, muscles. <laughs> muscles and scarf yeah, uh, yeah if, if people know what we're talking about they're probably like yeah and if people don't know what we're talking about they're probably like what the fuck are these guys talking well, we, about we, yeah yeah less can't as, say. but anyway i lost track of uh yep. contemporary horse i have no idea what the fuck's going on out there i look on letterboxd and i don't know none of these all these movies seem to be bad like i don't know people don't seem seems too enthusiastic about any of this crap seems that way no nope. well that's why uh i think for me, I'm going for mostly just convenience, where my list is pretty much exclusively things that are available on streaming services that I have, except for like a couple that I have um, 
other way otherwise but lots of new stuff on here too just because i haven't watched new stuff for a while and i feel lazy so i don't want to have to source these things in any way so just like i'll just watch what's available it's good enough for me no right uh yeah sounds right there right there G- jesus make this what <laughs> i think i think maybe uh tonight's announcements and creeps are collapsing the internet a little bit Probably, Everyone, probably. If you, no. Everyone's texting each other. Did you hear? Hear what? And they say, "Not much. <laughs> Nothing changed. Nothing changed." Yeah. So, anyways, you know, you know how it is. You know how it is, Jack. I know how it is. Hey, but right. goat movie question of the week. Oh yeah. I finally saw the color of money this week. So, mm. what are the salad dressing guy himself, Paul Newman's best movies? Cool Hand Luke. Uh, the Hustler. That movie's cool. awesome, and cool I, I noticed. Movie. I noticed, Justin, that you have not yet seen the Hustler, though you've seen mm-hmm. the sequel to the Hustler with uh, the Color of Money. But you mm-hmm. should definitely check out the Hustler. That is a very, a pretty good, very fine movie. It's about alcoholism, Jared. Remember? Remember when we talked about that a while ago? Remember? Uh, I remember. I remember. So, uh, how many boiled eggs do you think you can eat in one sitting? Hud's good. You know what movie uh, I think most people hate? Hmm. Torn Curtain, the Hitchcock movie. Seems like people uh, dump part on that one. How come? It's just boring. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, think it, I think it's just bad. Uh, Slapshot, though, RJ. You know? You, uh, you Slapshot's are, pretty good. You're you a good uh, Canadian boy there. You like that their hockey movie. I had a uh, friend. You, you like that song? Uh, I mean, Yeah. <laughs> So I had a friend, uh, this uh, slap shot would file under Hitch picks. I think I've talked talked about Hitch before. You and have. Uh, uh, that At any given time, you'd go over to his house. There was about a 50-50% sh- chance that Slapshot was just already on on the TV. So uh, I've probably seen that m- movie more than any movie in my entire life because it was just always, always on. So, But, it, I mean, it's good. I just, I've seen it a, a lot. Seen a whole lot, Jerry. Hombre from 1967. Hombre. Oh, I've seen that. I think you you gave me that once, right? I I did. I did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's a good dude, that Mm -hmm. Paul Newman. And think of the salad. And, yeah, I do believe my understanding was that proceeds of the salad dressing went to cancer research. No, that's a misconception. It went to um, cancer research, but... For for pro... (laughs) Pro, how to get, yeah. how to get it get it yeah, into I, people and yeah. one of the one of those reasons one of those ways was salad dressing yeah i mean the answer was the question was the answer it said hey we already have something that people are consuming we, we have the answer and uh i mean as always this is a character we play for podcasts and nothing we say is uh any any connection to people living dead or fictitious is mm-hmm. merely coincidence yeah so you know just to, uh, <clears throat> I don't want to go after, I don't want the Paul Newman people to come after us. We won't win that one. No. No. Well, maybe. I don't know. He's dead, so we, we could maybe win. You know? So what shows do you watch on the regular that you don't talk about on the show? My wife prefers to watch TV, so I wait for her to watch America's Got Talent, The Chase, mm. Supermarket Sweep, and Grey's Anatomy. So Ooh. she is not tempted to watch junk shows like Teen Mom and Dr. Pimple Popper around me. Ugh. 
I, I know kids watch that doctor pimple popper thing uh, or something. Just, I'm not sure if uh, uh, how America's Got Talent, The Chase, Supermarket Sweep, and Grey's Anatomy aren't also junk shows. <laughs> I think, well, reality shows. I I understand. Are. Like, yeah, th- there's definitely a uh, yeah. a lower bar, I think, with these uh, junk shows, but. Yeah, we uh, we for in terms of junk, we watch a lot of uh, cooking shows. Which I mean, I don't think they're actually junky. Like a lot of them are just good. The only junky one would maybe be Master Chef. Master Chef America is really trashy, but Master Canada, Jarrett, ooh, it is slick. It is to the point. They don't fuck around. Not like in reality shows. Like someone will come up and cry, and they'll be like, "My mom has cancer." And then it'd be like, yeah, we all have cancer because of that fucking salad dressing. Get over it. Mm-hmm. And then, and that's the Canada ones. They, they don't take no bullshit. So it's pretty good. It's pretty good, Jared. Mm-hmm. What's he, what are what are you watching, Jared? Other than Babylon Five, uh, YouTube. Oh yeah, you watch a lot of that uh, that individual who we don't talk about anymore because he's in. They are in prison. <laughs> that could be so many people questionable stuff it could be it could be anybody mm. literally anybody yeah no i yeah uh, i don't know i don't know what you're talking about but mm-hmm. that's fine <sighs> what do i watch you know every once in a while once in a while uh a, a side eye goes toward uh glimpses of shows like pawn stars oh it's so you would huh? it's so bad He's sick, perv. It's so, it's so dumb. Because yeah. I, I just don't understand. It's like, why are people bringing these things to a pawn shop in the middle of the desert? For for the, the exposure, Jared. Mm-hmm. It's about exposure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, oh, what a what a show. It's it's come so far from its early days when it seemed a little bit more genuine. Uh, yeah. I, I, I want to I see more of the real life of a pawn shop. I think there was that well, show yeah. too, right? Wasn't there a show where it was like the real pawn shop and that it doesn't exist anymore, like as a show because people were like, "This is too depressing." I think so. If they think about if they put a camera in King of Trade in Creepsville downtown, and it's just people bringing in like half an Xbox, and it's like, "I need like three hundred bucks for this, man," and they'd be like, "No," and then that'd be it. Family saddles, like actual families. Saddle, yeah. yeah. Saddles can be expensive. Yeah, yeah. They can. I mean, usually they're get, they're getting money out on it with intention of picking it up. That's the mm-hmm. thing they don't talk about on the old Pawn Stars. It's, mm-hmm. it's more it's all about. I just want to get payout on this. Mm-hmm. And does it happen? Do you think the payout or yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, just in general it does happen? Or people pay interest on things for years. And a, a great loss because you know there's no laws in our, our in Creepsville about uh, you know interest. You can just charge whatever you want. It's like that's fine. Mm. That's fine. That's it's nice and legal. Hmm. Hmm. So RJ, if you're thinking about transforming this podcast to a pawn shop, maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe we can make an arrangement. I'd prefer it to be a Ponzi shop. Um, give us give us money and we'll maybe we'll maybe yeah. not you know maybe, maybe we'll do something maybe we won't I don't huh. know fascinating I mean uh... so do you have any ongoing YouTubes you watch Jared or do you just bounce around oh, on the YouTubes 
yeah, n- nothing worth really discussing, RJ. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think I, I think I've mentioned before. Andrew and I actually watch a good bit of shows together. Mm-hmm. You know, the shows, Jarrett. We watched Last Man on Earth recently. That was really good. We watched uh, Mind Hunter. That was good. We just watched Succession. Do you know about Succession, Jarrett? I do not. It's got, it's got Canadian icon Brian Cox in it. Wow. Yeah. That and uh, that show, the first couple episodes, we were like, ah, we don't know if we're into this, and then uh, and then we kept ripping, and we're like, ooh, the show is uh, strangely drawing, like it gets you, man, pulls you in, Jared, mm-hmm. pulls you in real good. We, uh, so you know, we watch all sorts of shows. We we just started um, the night of, oh yeah, that, uh, the J- John Turturro Riz Ahmed show, yep, and it is grim. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like uh, I knew what it was about, but I didn't think it was it would be like as dour as it is. Like there's like 30 minutes of him just getting processed in prison, and it just shows how horrible it is. And I'm just like, fuck. I was like, I didn't realize it was gonna be like this in depth in the, the American prison system, but <laughs> you did. Well, I, I thought it was gonna be like a trial show, but like the first two episodes are first episode is like the him like the the scene, and then him going to the police station then the second episode's him getting processed into prison kind of thing and i was just like god damn i was like this is uh yeah like i said grim so we're watching that you know we actually there's another show we were watching uh you heard of taiki watiti's reservoir dogs or reservation dogs i have not it's uh it's about like first nations people on a a reserve and it's about like teenagers and they're just kind of hanging out it reminds me a lot of trailer park boys and in a good way and it like apparently andrew looked it up all the kids all the actors they're canadian so it's probably filmed like i don't know probably in like bc or something like that but uh hmm. right reminds me a lot of uh a lot of it reminds me of home because like the way some of them talk, uh like some of the people talk it's like that's it's like i wonder if they're blackfoot because that's like how a lot of people talk here too they got a lot of mannerisms and it's nice it's good just in the same way that Trailer Park Boys reminds me of home as well. It's like, oh, yeah. It's like I've passed out after eating nine cans of ravioli. Reservation Dogs is in the same way. It's a good show. It's funny. Foodie question of the week. Oh, yeah. Huh? What are some of the most memorable fast food items you can't get anymore? I mm-hmm. fondly remember the Arch Deluxe. Wow. Mm-hmm. I forgot all about that. McDonald's Mushroom and Swiss Burger. Whew. The Whopperito. The what? The Whopperito. I, I guess it's a Whopper burrito. Oh, KFC's Double Down. Uh, the I've I've had the Double Down a few times. It was that was a tough one. It was hard to get down sometimes. And just this week, I learned Taco Bell no longer has grilled stuffed burritos. Damn. Damn. Well, Jared only eats at taco time, and he only gets the same thing. So. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but is there anything that you wish you could get fast food-wise that's been taken out? Well, I mean, I, I feel like the McPizza's been in the conversation a lot lately. Yeah, I don't think that would be good, though. Like, oh, I've I know. never had well, it. Like... Most things aren't good. Most of these things aren't good. I know. Uh, yeah, what's the... <laughs> KFC, what was the one thing they had... It's like the Patton Oswalt bit about the sadness bowl. Uh, chicken bowls. Is it a chicken bowl? 
Yeah, it was like mashed. Well, I mean, chicken bowls was a thing. It was mashed potatoes, gravy, yeah. popcorn, chicken, and then like corn. Yeah, popcorn, chicken. Yeah, it had uh, popcorn, chicken. They, they were pretty good. <laughs> I, I didn't mind chicken bowls. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. All that, yeah. Just people should check out it. It was like Patton Oswalt goes off on uh, the chicken bowl, famous bowl. Because mm-hmm. they, yeah. Oh man, uh, they may be rebranded. I don't know. I really liked uh, Whistle Dogs from A&W, and, <laughs> and uh, they discontinued him, and I think it's horse shit. Yeah, Did you ever have a whistle dog? Uh, no, I think, I've, I think I've told this story before. About whistle dogs? <laughs> I've probably brought up whistle dogs before. Uh, I think so. I also remember, oh. it was like, I think in high school, uh, going to uh, the the Arby's mm-hmm. that is right by A&W over on uh, Mayor Creepsville Road. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh, like looking at the billboard, and it said, you know, whistle dog. <laughs> and a friend of mine was like, whistle dog. Like, what is what is that? It's like a tube of meat, like a skin flute. And that's all uh, I think. All I think is skewered penises. RJ, that's what I think about when I think of the whistle dog. So you be, you just eat that all you want. To be very frank, I've always assumed all you think about is skewered penises, whether it's whistle dog related or not. If it's on in my regular life, just walking down, you know, the street. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I've pretty much assumed that's no. your your like your your bag, kind of, you know. That, that is my only. I've never seen anyone eat one actually, and I think that's maybe why they've discontinued it. Well, I mean, yes. That's part of it. No. But uh, I'll eat a whistle dog. I'd eat one right now. I will. Oh, actually, talking about hot dogs, though. Uh, so Dairy Queen, they used to do a super chili dog. Ooh. It was amazing. You thought it was pretty good? Yeah. I don't know. They're like, whatever ketchup and mustard they use don't taste like regular ketchup and mustard. I don't know where they source it from. It just has like a a sharper taste to it or it's like mm-hmm. their weird food uh, or their bun and they crisp them up. Oh man, that chili. If that was back when their chili was good, good, not runny crap. Primo. Mm. But that that's long gone. How primo do you think? Uh, well, my, gr- my 10 year old to like 14 year old self loved them. Hmm. Yeah. That was my whistle dog of choice, I guess. I recommend you get a uh, chili dog soon. Maybe after this podcast. Yeah? My yeah. S- a celebratory chili dog. Chili dog? Why not? What else are you doing? Go get I one. Know. I don't know. I'm editing this podcast after. Nah, nobody needs needs yeah, that. Okay, fine. That's it. I won't I'm this episode's never coming out. RJ Good. said. They won't hear they Good. won't they'll never even hear it. Even better. It'll be a, it'll be a conundrum cuz like how, how how will they be listening to it knowing that I didn't edit it? very confusing well that's their problem no you know what i mean mm-hmm. not the right in next week and ask what the fuck where's the podcast i say you should have been paying attention but where's the podcast and how am i hearing it well don't get into the metaphysics of it Jared. it's for the smart boys out there game 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 talk uh. what are some of the most memorable game boy games you remember playing i like playing those kirby and wario games did you have any yeah. of those cheap Tiger handheld games? Mm-hmm. Well, I never owned a Game Boy in the the olden times. I did make up for that eventually by getting a GBA. Oh yeah, um, but it was like old and used, just to play Dragon 
Fall? No, uh, Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest? Yeah, yep. that was. Yeah, there is a Dragon Quest on there. Yes, and then I got. No, oh, no, that was sorry. That was a Game Boy Color. I got. I, I got mm. a Game Boy Color for uh, Dragon Quest, and then I had a Game Boy Advance for. I have no. I had Game Boy Advance cartridges that I was playing on my Nintendo DS that I did get and enjoy a great deal. Sounds, sounds complex. Well, I played that um, Astro Boy from Treasure. Mm-hmm. That, that game rules, RJ. Not gonna I, lie, not gonna I don't lie. have. It's good. But it's, uh, I is, believe I've played. It is super good. Yeah, I was a uh, my favorite Game Boy game, and it's just because we didn't. We had like four Game Boy games, so you'd have to cycle through them. But the one I enjoyed the most was a uh, Alfred Chicken. You ever you ever play any Alfred Chicken, Jarrett? No. It's pretty good. You were a chicken named Alfred. Go on. That's it. That's it. Yeah, you were you you were a chicken named Alfred, and you it was like a platformer. You'd jump around and you'd fall and stuff. There was bombs and <clears throat> Alfred Chicken. You ever play any of those cheap Tiger handheld games? Yeah, I think we had a couple of them. We had a couple like uh, like power ranger ones i think and then i think a couple of them were handheld i think a couple of them were like watches that were games as well they were yep. pretty cool yeah i think i i think my mom still has them or she gave them to me maybe maybe they're stored away somewhere i don't know can't remember uh i played the ninja trolls one a lot that's the one i had yeah that, that one's cool that was cool and then yeah you'd go over to a friend's house and you play that and go, well, this sucks. <laughs> and mm. That was the end of it. But but they already got your money, so. That's all that matters, Shirt. Thanks for the time, Creeps, and have an awesome show. Don't threaten us with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> right, Jarrett? <laughs> right? Yeah. You, you got him. You ready for some Rob Eagle? Uh, yeah, yeah. All the emails so far have been terrific. And now we have Rob Eagle. Oh, wow. I didn't mean that to say I didn't mean wow. that to come off in a bad way. Jeez Louise. I meant I meant we've had good ones so far. Now Rob, we got Rob, Rob Eagle, are you gonna take that from him? I don't know. I've been bashing England pretty good lately. I should probably, should probably cool it. Because uh Rob Eagle does scary stuff. He could just be he could be here right now. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. He he could be up on that cross behind you. He's gonna get you. He's gonna Literally. get you. Mm-hmm. With an email entitled "None Taken." Okay. Hello, creeps. I spent much of this week remembering with sorrow the totally unexpected and unprovoked attack on an <laughs> entire country that came right out of the blue. <laughs> it's just, well, I mean, it should like be the, too too like, too much of a surprise. It's like the bliss. Listen to Jubilee. Listen to Sid and Nancy. <laughs> It's all there. It's always been there. For me, and I'm sure for many others all across the globe, the world has never been the same since. Yeah. I I refer, of course, to RJ's shocking comments last week about, (laughs) in bold, English people. Is that not what they're called? (laughs) Positively witchy, I thought. Mm. That seems like a British thing to say. Especially troubling was RJ egging on Sam to join in, transforming that callow youth into his winged monkey. Shame on you, RJ. 
Most problematic of all was your speculating on my sexual moves. Did I? You did. What did I say? I don't remember that at all. Uh, although, to be fair, last night in bed, I was told... Oh, my God. What? Is this something even you can't repeat? <laughs> no. I'm not going to read that, Rob Eagle. Wow. <laughs> I'm not going to read that. Jarrett's blushing, which doesn't happen very often. So uh, this must be a real humdinger. <laughs> I'm not going to read this. <laughs> no, no, I'll read a lot of things. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to read that. Come Just on. F- file it away with uh, some of the the Rob Eagle memes that are unshareable over penalty of uh, like why I think we would we might be in prison if I share some of those. You want me to read it? I mean, that's up to you, man. Oh. I don't know. Well, I mean, I. I need your permission. You you don't even know what you're signing up for. Do I do I have your consent? Uh, I mean, e- even if I give consent, I don't know if the people listening out there give consent. Just uh, downloading I, I, a podcast I'm, is I'm, consent, I'm, Jared. I'm just like wondering why he's like uh, written this like poetry. It's uh, like in, like concrete poetry where the, <laughs> the lettering kind of like drifts off, like, like a haiku. That's what I'm laughing at. I'm like, what is, what am I doing here? Oh. What, what is this? Is this what I signed up for? Two two hundred and sixty three episodes. Jerry, what is I, it for three hundred? No, what, what? How many? What are we on? Two hundred and sixty three something. No, we're at three something. Aren't well, we? we're on spine three hundred eight, but I think we're only on like oh. epi- episode like two sixty three. I don't fucking know, dude. I'm not, I don't even know what day it is. <sighs> Man, you know what I mean? Like literally, literally. I don't know. Do whatever feels right. You got good instincts, allegedly. Although, to be fair, last night in bed, I was told. Now, remember, Rob, no mm-hmm. fingers up the ass. I said, look, honey, they're my fingers, and it's my ass, so I'll do whatever I want. On that seductive note, I'll say have a good show. <laughs> Regards. Rob Angerish. <laughs> RJ. <laughs> England. English people. I've been saying this for years. No one's listened to me. Nobody has listened to me. English people. I don't. <laughs> well. I'll see what I see. What I'll wake up to tomorrow. What what Rob Eagle meme I have out of this one? Yeah. I can only imagine Save. problematic, troubling, based on you. So, okay, what do you think it means, Jarrett? What's the what? What does it mean? Oh, we just got an emergency alert. Oh, um, just telling us exactly what is what was just announced. Probably public health emergency active twelve oh one. Yeah, so yeah. I don't, I don't usually look at my phone, but uh, it vibrates until you t- nope. get it. You know what I mean? It's all—it's going down tonight in Creepsville, folks. Yeah, and that wasn't a clever ruse, uh, ruse to get away from the Rob Eagle uh, poetry, but uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, convenient nonetheless. No. So, anyways, what do you think about that poem, Jarrett? Um, I've already moved on. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, nice to hear from all of our friends. And emails. <laughs> I'm I'm what? good. Uh, yeah, 
Uh, no, you got one more, RJ. Nice. From Samuel Loveland. Ooh. Almost forgot to email in. Mm-hmm. Hey, creeps. Thanks a bunch for allowing me on the pod last week. I had a great time recording and talking about the despicable Anglo people. Sorry, <laughs> Rob Eagle. See? Oh, just get him again. <laughs> hey, it's it's never been more popular. People are so opposed to colonialism now and just hating on England. It's never it's never been oh, a better man. time to dislike you, the English. Uh, but really, like you take a look on YouTube. You know what like the most annoying groups of people are? White people? Long Good Friday fans and oh. Life and Death of Colonel Blimp. What do those two movies have in common, RJ? Uh, I don't know. Is it anything like related to the Jubilee fans and you know, Sid and Nancy? I know that's not quite English, but it's English, you know. The the, the English, RJ. The English. Ro- Roger English is the head of the. I, I think he speaks for all of England, does he not? Uh, I'm not sure if he's the official envoy to Creepvalia. Creep pretty sure he's got the same hair as Boris. I saw a picture of him once. I think that's. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like everyone who lives there has to have the hair. That's how mm-hmm. it works in England. Like a scarecrow? Um, maybe. Maybe. Like Warzel? Who's Warzel? Look it, look it up. Look at, looking up little Warzel. On that note, some amazing things are happening on the Criterion Creeps Instagram account. Your recent post tagging me is still sitting mm-hmm. at a fat 267. Likes mm-hmm. that is. What can I say except that the Sam heads, real or bots, really came through? Well, I think we're kind of burying the lead on uh, people just like that Wes Anderson. And they they like Klaus. I mean that and is I, true. And I think Sam Sam's just uh, riding that that rocket. I mean that is true. People do really like the Wes Anderson memes. Yep. However, there was a there was a significant increase in traffic based off of that one post and it's like i've posted life aquatic memes before mm-hmm. so I, I don't know i guess he was the difference maybe i don't know oh, potentially but we'll see when uh sam's french dispatch movie comes out we'll see how it does not not to take the wind out of his sail or anything well because i was i was a little like what the fuck when i saw those numbers when you sent them that way i uh, sent yeah. those to me rj i was like what we were all surprised, to be very honest. T- taken aback. Uh, this mm-hmm. post, which was about adopting Sam, on uh, oh. the, po- the podcast is adopting him. It's actually happened legally. Well, I'm, I mean, a lot of people don't read the fine print of the Patreon. Like, we are his legal guardians now, and we, we have but with, conservatorship an, over But him. without any of the responsibility. Yeah, we, we just have conservatorship, so if he ever makes it big, mm-hmm. we get it. And uh, we have power of attorney, so if he's ever on the, like you know, on the tube, we can pull pull the plug if we want to. Oh, no. We have that authority now. Oh no! Everyone who's been on has agreed to this. No one's read the fine print. I don't know what what people are doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. <laughs> watch it on Patreon. Because think mm-hmm. about think just think about what we've signed up for for being on that platform, RJ. Cripes. Mm-hmm. Uh, legal documents. Mm-hmm. Can't change it. Watch out for those tosses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As I'm sure you'll have already mentioned, nope, Norm MacDonald died. Yeah. Nothing really to add except that making my friends sit through nine-minute Norm bits will now take on a special significance. Mm-hmm. 
Random question for this week. Have either of you been to any unusual franchise restaurants? By that, I mean like a strange McDonald's or a strange Burger King. Some examples from my life. The two-story pizza-serving McDonald's I visited in Orlando, Florida. And the 24-7 McDonald's by the Myrtle Wickoff Station on the border of Queens and Brooklyn, New York, I visited last month. There's also a Myrtle Wickoff 24-7 Dunkin' Donuts. There's an entire Twitter account that just posts unusual McDonald's. Ones with unusual color schemes, ones in caves, etc. Thanks, mm-hmm. and have a good show. Sam Slam, Love Machine, Love Lint. Man. It's good to hear from all our friends. You know any of both, what, what, you know, both these strange franchises? Uh, when I lived in Colorado, there was a Taco Bell that was like, it was in used to be in like a bank or something like it had really like the building itself had a really weird structure unlike any taco bell i've ever seen so uh it was, it was almost like a house it was a bank or a house or something it was a little strange but that, that'd be about the only one i think the mcdonald's in creepsville used to be pretty cool with the burger shoot we've talked about that a few times i think yeah and had the little train that went around the whole restaurant yeah train went around and you could see your burgers coming down the chute like uh over your head and you're like whoa cheeseburgers it's cool <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know about you but i was like whoa well i never i've never been but in wayburn saskatchewan there remains i think the last in canada anyway the kfc buffet mm. yeah I, I could. I, the, I could the, yeah. That. Now I'm not sure like how much the like southern states KFC has changed, but I believe they have a very different kind of menu than we have up here. Mm-hmm. But, but there is a buffet in Wayburn, Saskatchewan. Uh, I'm thinking we do a road trip podcast. Uh, a sojourn to <laughs> sojourn to uh, Wayburn, Saskatchewan. Do you know how long away Wayburn Doesn't is? Doesn't fucking matter. We're going. You were gonna eat all the chicken in the whole place. I think it's like way further than I want to drive ever. What do you? What are you? What are you gonna? What are you gonna pay for the chicken that I would eat normally? You, you, buffet you want, style? Man, it's like oh man, seven hours. <laughs> and, I've, and, I've that is, and that is to no absolute deal. like desolation. I'll, I'll I'll drive there. You just got to drive back. How's that sound? Oof. We can see all the. Um, the grasslands on the side of the highway. See some coyotes running around. Some uh, coyotes. Coyotes. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'll, I'll do it in one drive. We'll load up on chicken. We'll pass out. Next day, we'll load up on chicken again, and then you drive home. Easy. Easy. Do you think, um, I don't know, we'll have, like, restaurants in 10 years? Like, as, as, uh, as they exist, I mean. That's kind of a weird I mean, thing to I don't say. think we're gonna have anything in ten years. <laughs> that's, that's possible. I'm I, pretty sure it's I, all I, going down. Well, you know, I hear these stories, these tales from people who talk about uh, how, like, a restaurant, like a dine-in restaurant, a, mm. a waiter now has to pay like far more of their payout to the uh, back of the house than they ever used mm-hmm. to before. Tip out. Yeah, they got to. It's a bigger chunk though than it used to be, and this is like a weird practice. This isn't something that existed, you know, 
30 years ago. And every year it just creeps up a little bit more and a little bit more costly. Like you're, you now have to pay the restaurant that you work. Not even like, it's not even necessarily yeah. going to the, you know, the bus, bo- the busters, the, you know, dishwashers, the cooks, nothing. It's like, no, it's going to the restaurant. They'll take, mm-hmm. they'll take your money. And you're like, wait a minute. Are you paying for the, like a rental fee? Like a, I don't know, like a, a barber? Like a hairdresser? Or, or, yeah, yeah. Like you, you have to pay like a table or a chair fee? Uh, a chair fee. Yeah, it's like, that sure seems... sounds like so it. This is interesting, so now we're going to do this to restaurants <laughs> in a bid to keep costs down. Mm. So uh, you wonder, mm-hmm. what's the inevitable inevitability, inevitability of this type of thing? Like, where people are just going to be like, I don't, like, hear about people not going back to work uh, because they're like, oh, I, I did, I found something better <laughs> in the meantime, and those jobs suck. And uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, Jared. All I know is that um, what can I do? Like, how can I get on on that? Well, the, the gravy train. Yeah. Like how a lot of people just take that burger shoot, baby. In what way? You got to be real specific <laughs> on how you answer this. Um, I don't. I'm just you don't. I just need to make declarations. Wow. Real, real politician over here. <laughs> you know that? I learned from the best. Wow. This guy went to the Jason Kenney school. Of... I don't know who that is. Oh, I meant Jay. Um, what do you mean? Jay Sherman from uh, The Simpsons. Beautiful. Oh, he became president of Creepsville. Jay Sherman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he kind of. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to like think about, uh, for me personally, uh, for my influence in mm-hmm. cinema and in, in film criticism, I feel like Jay Sherman played a prominent role. I mean, whose life hasn't he changed? Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, I mean? The vast majority of people who never watch the show. Well, what do they know? Fuck those people. Like, or their lives, their lives have changed without them even realizing it. That's how influential he is. People don't yeah. even know how much he's changed their lives. Mm-hmm. And the real takeaway here is that uh, it could happen to you. It could happen to me. It could happen to any of us. Remember that kid from Easter Island? No. Oh, see, what you didn't even watch the critic. No, not really. You son of a bitch. I just know Jay Sherman from The Simpsons. I, mean, I know. Oh, there's a kid from Easter Island. <laughs> he has a he has a head. What kind of? <laughs> it's like the it's like the heads on Easter Island, and he has problems getting through doors. <laughs> I know. I know Mongo who's got a head oh, like a drive-in. Man, I was thinking about something about Mary this morning coming into work. Not gonna lie, I was thinking about it. Were you thinking about Mongo? <laughs> no, I was thinking about Pat Healy uh, when when uh, Ben Stiller like who, when ben, who he ben, works when, with. When ben Stiller, no, it's uh, it's when uh, Ben Stiller comes back to like um, say like, yeah, I know she's like moved on and stuff like that. You're just a real loser. And he's like, no, even though you described her life like really falling apart, even though she's like in a wheelchair and has ten kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really, I really want to give it a chance and like just see her and like maybe I can help her. And he's like, "What roller pig?" <laughs> he's like, "But, but, what, but you said she was a real spark plug." No, I said butt plug. I said butt she, plug. she's heinous. <laughs> I, I was thinking about that, and I was like, "Man, people are really down on that movie these days, and they're wrong." I know. Well, people, did you know that there's a big campaign of people trying to cancel Ace Ventura? 
because it's anti-trans, which is like, oh, yeah. I understand. I, it's a little questionable, but it it's, is, it is. it's 30 years old, you know, and, and like, does that make it right? No, but you know, we don't have to cancel it. We can still enjoy it. It's still kind of like, I mean, something about Mary doesn't have anything maybe that problematic, but, uh, well, I'm sure there's some ableism in there. Mm. Yeah. There's some, there's some tough stuff, man. <laughs> but Real. Leo, the world's tough. I mean, I think for the most part, the Duncans out there, <laughs> the, you know, the little Dunkers, the, that, that, that would be an amazing pen pal club for people who listen to this. The little Dunkers. Yeah. <laughs> Don't <you> agree. <laughs> I do. I, I am. I, uh, I'm a hundred percent on with the, the little Dunkers club, the little Dunkers. And they could like. Like they could start their own thing. They could have like a, a live Discord while the when the episode drops, and they could listen. Wow, the little Dunkers Club. Mm-hmm. Because I know a lot of people want us to do live episodes, but uh, we can barely do recorded episodes. Okay. Well, let me just say, I think that is the first I've ever heard of it. So uh, it must be in your your neck of the woods. Maybe in, it's in, in the, my camp. amongst the Gabagools or something like that. In in the Gabagool game, the Gabagools. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There, there has been a lot of talk of uh, creating some sort of live Discord episode, you know. But uh, just like for one episode. Uh, I don't know. There's, there's all sorts of things that have been talked. Uh-huh. All sorts of things were said. Maybe that has to like, there has to be like some sort of like incentive to, uh, for to me to that? put the effort in doing this. I mean, it's just going literally onto Discord. <laughs> it's like. That's not tough, but I could pretend it is and fleece well, some people along the way. The little dunkers, they got to they gotta learn that life, there are no free meals. <laughs> well, if we could get like, what, like 100 people to send us like $100, that would be enough, right? How many? 100 people to send oh, us $100. No, he's got to aim higher. 800 people to send us $800 each? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that is that yeah. a lot of money? I, I don't like know, it, man. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds better to me. Yeah, okay. So oh. we need about 13000 to $35,000 before we do it. <laughs> yeah, to, to, to open up a Discord channel. <laughs> yeah, just for the one time. And it'd be like 20 minutes maybe. We'd be like, hello. And then we'd just leave. And that'd be it. Hey, hey dogs. Uh, What up, dudes? And then we'd leave. And then we'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Be no problem. Yeah. Whatever. It'd be huge. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Could be a what con- were you talking about? Call it, call it convention. What kind of convention? Oh, well, I feel like, RJ, if we were going to do that, someone would have to get off their ass and get those shirts made. Uh, I've, I have I've shared with you many of the, the mm-hmm. endeavors I've tried for this. I don't know if we're willing to put down the capital to buy the mass well, well shirts. I, at, at the at the rates we're offering for this discord a convention episode well, then it would, uh, then it would be easy easy one one person tunes in it's paid for i mean if someone wants to wire me a thousand dollars so that i can make 30 shirts and then we can sell them with <laughs> zero profit yeah. uh then yeah i would i would gladly make shirts tomorrow for people oh, but uh rj you got to learn the art of the deal when you're talking with these t-shirt people they're, they're they're taking you to pound town with these numbers. I mean, I don't even know because it, it's like, what does it cost? And they're like, this is it. And then I go, oh, okay, no, thank you. And then that's it. Yeah. Just... Well, because they don't want the, they don't want they don't want the job because it's like it's below their uh, standards of like, what do you mean you only want thirty shirts? 
I don't get out of bed for fifty shirts. And then, well, they, and, mean, then and then they make might. then they make the gesture, rubbing the the, the two fingers with gesture? their yeah. And, hey, and you're like, what, do you, what, uh, did, what are you asking for? And they go, ah. yeah. So anyway, well, we, we the idea is out there, folks. It's for you to make it happen. Send RJ a thousand dollars. Seems seems pretty pretty clear to me. What's going on over there? Oh, RJ's disconnected. I see. Well, I guess he's off. He's, he's hello. Oh, hi. Hello. Uh, I was threatening people with a monologue again. In my lonesomeness, as you, uh, as you well, abandoned me. That was a hard cut. That was that was very well, hard. It's not me. I was, like, it's I was a, like, "What are you doing over there?" It's Alice Skype. She's the one who's taking us out. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. You know. You know, Mm-mm-mm. I've noticed all of these uh, cloaked um, figureheads that we talk about are all male. So uh, why don't we get Alice Skype in here? That's right. Know what I mean? I hear you. Uh, so RJ, uh, what you been creeping on this week? Con. Kong. Z- Godzilla and Kong. Oh yeah, right. So I, I watched Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah, so did I, RJ. How do you like them apples? Not bad. I don't. I don't mind them at all. Uh, would you like to talk about Godzilla vs. Kong, Jerry? Okay, sure. You can go ahead. I mean, okay. <laughs> so Jared and I have not. <laughs> I gotta pull up my notes. Jared and I have not talked about this at all. Um, so I watched this uh, a couple nights ago. I, I logged it a day or two later, but uh, I watched it a couple nights ago, and uh, I was blown away at how dumb this movie is. Mm-hmm. Like just completely and una- unashamed, unabashedly dumb. And I was like, oh my god! I was like, what is this movie? It, I uh, I was not expecting that at all. Like I knew it was going to be goofy. But I like the way that they lean into it so hard. I was like, "Holy shit!" Uh, so I watched it. Um, I can't remember. On would you like to know the tagline for this film? Yeah, I would. One will fall. Is that it? Yeah, it's barely even true. Uh, this not, this movie, this movie, RJ, directed by Adam Wingard. I know. One of your one of your all time favorite uh, directors. Very inconsistent. He's got a couple got a couple slammers and then a couple movies that are just not worth the time. Uh, but yeah, I knew it was Wingard. I knew that uh, about the people involved, and uh, I kind of had an idea of what was going on. But uh, it was it was so much. It was so much goofier than I expected that I was I was I was legitimately like wow I was like I can't believe that they went for it in this sense, um, and the things I'm talking about are like, com- like the intro where they're talking about two alphas and they're like like just just full on expositions like we've never had two alphas and you're just, like the way that they talk about it I was like that's really silly. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, what about the uh, apex predator, though? That is Randy Orton. 
Ah, uh, well, he, I didn't see him doing any RKOs in this thing. Man, that's what this movie was missing was some RKOs. Let me tell I you. I mean, I mean, Kong does pop a dislocated shoulder back in, like using a, a skyscraper or something. So, like, there's that, which again, super goofy. Uh, there's the line. My favorite line of the movie, I think, was, uh, "I get out of here." Uh, quote because Excuse creatures. Uh, quote unquote. Quote. Because creatures, like humans, can change. End quote. Uh, in terms of, oh, is Godzilla bad? We, we know he's the protector. And it's like, but he's doing bad stuff. And they go, well, you know, creatures, like humans, can change. And I went, I, I think I rose up in my seat and I went, excuse me? He's out there hurting people. <laughs> well, I mean, is he? Like, <laughs> what? Like, uh, Mark Russell, so played by Kyle Chandler. <laughs> so that thing I thought was just like, ridiculous uh the hollow earth thing is ridiculous uh, uh the yeah. look of recognition between the monsters like near the end like the end of the oh well it sure seems like uh the internet is collapsing um perhaps it's the the war on freedom has finally launched unbeknownst to us but we'll we'll continue informing you, uh, folks, folks, higher and about Godzilla v Kong when RJ returns here, any moment, any moment, to discuss the finities of the the politics, the science of this film, this this very Hello. dumb film. Oh hi RJ, I'm just talking. Where did where did I on. cut off? I don't know. <laughs> I said you would be back though. Oh, and you're back. Did I was I thought did I tell you about the jaunt? Nope. Oh, did I shit. Did <laughs> I tell you about the hollow earth? Yes. You 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 okay, you're, well, you're, yeah, you're saying uh what? I, well, I was saying the hollow I was saying the hollow earth is like beyond ridiculous yes, to me. Correct. Yeah. Uh, it's so goofy and then the inclusion of like the trip down there where their bodies get all twisted. I was like, that's kind of like the jaunt from Stephen King, which is also like Alfred Bester. Yeah. Um, that was crazy. I think the, so the human story in general is like dog shit, super goofy, Um, even worse than I think it's the worst of all of this franchise. This like, where do you want to go? Godzilla to right. King of the Monsters to this. Like the humans are like all time worse. I think they're the they're wor- yeah. anything. This is way worse than King of the Monsters in terms of like yeah. how much you do not give a shit about yeah. these people. Alexander Skarsgård is the most TV actor dude from like a generic TV show in the world. Yeah, this guy. Yeah. I, I I don't know who this guy is. Like, who is this fucking dude? I, don't I, know, I, I he's from the Skarsgård family, dude. Yeah, I know, but like, I don't. He is in True Blood. He was in. Never watched uh, it. He, he was Randall Flagg in the new The Stand. Never watched it. Uh, so he he, old, he made I've a seen, run at movies for a while. Okay, I've seen five movies that he's in. I think he's in the Straw Dogs remake. Oh. I think here he is. Yeah. He's, so, in, he's in lots of stuff. Okay, oh, the, yeah. only, the only thing I've ever seen him in, let me tell you. Okay, you ready for this? You hear about this? Mm-hmm. Zoolander. Mm-hmm. Is he in that movie? Mm. No, no one will remember. The original Zoolander or Zoolander 2? Zoolander. 
fuck. I don't know who he is in that. The next okay. the next thing that I've seen with him in it was Generation Kill, the the miniseries. Oh yeah. And that's like that could be like he's just like any one of like number of like white guys in that movie <laughs> or that show because there's lots of them. He he left no impression whatsoever. And then in 2011, he was in Straw Dogs remake and Melancholia. Uh, and right. which, like yep. I, I don't remember him at all in that. Yep. And that's it. That's all I've ever seen him in. So, oh, I've he, I've seen him in lots of stuff. I think this guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. He he does have TV actor vibes now. Yeah. No. This. Yeah. This is the highest ranked movie of anything of that he's been in for movies that I've watched in terms of like viewership. Oh yeah, I never saw Mute, the movie I tricked you into watching. He well, he's the lead in that. That movie is not good. I think he's the lead in Hold the Dark as well, which is that, um, or not the lead. He's uh, Jeffrey Wright is the lead, um, but he's like the second. That's that Jeremy Saulnier movie, which is okay. It's all right. Ew. Uh, oh, and he's in Diary of a Teenage Girl. Does, sure, he is. Does, does he start? Does he play the guy that's sleeping with his fifteen-year-old stepdaughter? That sounds Maybe. about. That seems about uh, accurate. So Lance Reddick is in this movie. <laughs> Wait, when did that happen? Yeah. Oh my god! It's like the funniest scene in. The... It's one of the funniest. Can we? Where did, was it? Did um, I just, did I just completely blink and miss yeah. that he's in this movie? Because yeah, let it's... me tell you, I had my laptop out for this, and I was I was chatting with you. So when you said that yeah. we haven't talked about this movie at all, it's kind of a fib because we were definitely. I was sending you. You quotes. were sending me quotes. Yes, of the, and yeah, yeah sending you quotes. But I didn't. I didn't. I didn't say anything back about about my feelings on this. Yeah. Lance Reddick pops up for a second, and I think uh, I can't. I didn't make a note of it, but I remember I laughed out loud because it was something ridiculous. Like he pops up and he's like, he's like, you know, King Kong doesn't know how to fly a jetpack. It's like something like super stupid related to the the crazy plot of this movie. And then like I think I like I remember he's there for a second. And I was just like, what? Why? Um, and that's what I mean. This is a goofy ass movie. So the yeah the the human plot is one of the worst, and especially the kids plot with like By- By- Byron Tyree Henry or something, yeah. whatever that guy's name is. That thing is completely worthless. But like especially when he tells them that story about how he's a widow, I was like, what? The oh f-? yeah. I was like, where did this come from? Get out of here with that. I was like, nobody needs that. Uh, so that's silly. Um, the, oh my god! Uh, the the Mecca <laughs> Eva stuff is ridiculous. I com- okay. So I'm just looking. Oh, it stills of Lance Reddick. Uh, uh, Brian Tyree Henry. Okay. So okay, he's in four movies I've seen. Yeah, Joker. He yeah. he does a voice in Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, not sure which character he is. The same day I saw Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, I also saw the movie Widows which he's in, and uh, I do not remember Widows at all. Like, I remember nothing about it. I'm looking at the poster, I'm like, did I see that? I'm like, I did see that. I'm like, oh, it was that terrible movie. Right. And now this, he, Godzilla he, v. Kong. He's also in Atlanta, uh, like the Donald Glover uh, show, yes. which is really, really good. So I've heard. Um, I also see he's yeah. in Eternals. Yeah, he's in, yeah, so he's in Atlanta, which is really good, and then he's in, inter- uh, in Eternals. As someone, I guess I, I, I don't know, but uh, yeah, oh, I don't know. He's I, I, I also see that he's in Family. 
the 2018 yeah. film. Uh, an emotionally oh, stunted the, uh, aunt tries to bond with her 13-year-old niece who wants nothing more than to run away from home and become a juggalo. A juggalo. Yeah. That movie, I don't know if you would like that movie, but that movie's not bad. Yeah. You know? I, it, it sounds um, like it's actually uh, up my alley. I think you, I mean, it, like, I like I watched it with Andrew. We both enjoyed it. I just, uh, it's like, it's like I don't know, it's a family drama kind of thing, but there's juggalos is around as well so yep. uh what else okay yeah so i think the uh um the mecca uh stuff was spoilers but like the mecca stuff it reminded me of like neon genesis a little bit <laughs> when it's like it's mind control and it's like pilot the mecca and i was like oh my god <laughs> so this movie is like it wears so much of its influences like there's like the these diehard references there's like Kai, uh, kaiju stuff there's a even so a spoiler like the reviving with electricity i was like that kind of reminds me of a uh, old godzilla kong when it was supposed to be frankenstein and then there's the electricity thing i was like i i, I think that's what that's from that could be looking into it a little bit much isn't that just uh, uh being inventive with like doing um like reviving a heart attack patient I mean, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Give him the shock. Is that? And he's like, and he's shock. fine. And he's immediately just like, oh, I'm good. I need, yeah, yeah. I need, I need that little uh, boost. The little boost. Um, so, I mean, yeah. Silly, too. Uh, the Hollow Earth Kong heritage stuff is beyond ridiculous. Uh, With his here, throne? Here what, his that, throne? <laughs> I mean, it's whatever. And so all these things I'm talking about, I think they're goofy. I, I'm not, I don't mean they're bad. I just think they're super goofy. Uh, two things that I didn't like. I don't like that you can't hear Godzilla's uh, roar over the score. The score is louder than Godzilla, which I don't like. I think that's a mistake. Uh, and um, I don't like that they make them fight. It makes me sad. I think they, they should just let them be friends. Like, why do they have to fight at all? Do you know what I mean? I don't want to see Godzilla getting hurt. Or, RJ's because they're, they're, they're both alphas. Alphas. But at the same time, it's like, I don't want to watch these guys fight. I just want to see them hang out. You just, but RJ, you, you just started streaming a movie called Godzilla versus Kong. I know, but I like, I like King Kong and I like Godzilla and I want to see them hang out and eat chips. It's my thing. Uh, but anyways, that's all a long way to say that, uh, this movie is completely fucking ridiculous, but I actually uh, got a lot of enjoyment out of it. Watching it, I was like, I'm not bored. I was like, I was like, yeah, this is fine. This is good. There, there's completely ridiculous shit in this, but I was like, nah, it's no big deal. I'm, I'm on board with this. So, uh, I didn't mind this thing. I thought it was fine. <laughs> I don't know about you though. Well, our jam. Yeah. As you might recall, um, uh-huh. we we saw. Godzilla, King of the Monsters, in yes, theater did. together. Mm-hmm. And that movie, uh, you'll remember, I was laughing a lot at. Mm-hmm. Every time he, you know Charles Dance shows up and he's talking <laughs> and plotting and scheming, it's just garbage. But I don't know. Yeah. I, was, I wasn't there for that. I was there for absolutely visually stunning, atmospheric, Ghidra footage, action. Rodan action, where it's like, fuck, it looks so good. Um, yeah. I don't know. I've I, there's maybe a little bit too much like obfuscation in terms of like the mist and stuff like that. We're like, what's going yeah. on? Why is it so kind of unclear at times? But then you get these big payoff moments. You're like, oh, 
this is like some of the most beautiful kaiju action you're ever going to see. RJ, mm-hmm. you like kaijus? I like kaijus. Oh, I like oh, Zilla. Man. I like King Kong. So good. I so like Rodan. So, uh, I was kind of—I never really heard anything good about Godzilla vs. Kong this whole time. Sure. I've never really saw too much enthusiasm one way or another. Uh, Adam Wingard being involved, it's like, wow, that guy's like a total jobber. Like at yes, this point, is. I mean, it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, you get to direct our Marvel movie, or hey, let's get some indie guy who makes like movies with like Larry Fessenden, but we're gonna put him onto this like hundred eighty million dollar budget movie. Because we hate mm-hmm. ourselves. <laughs> What's going on? Like, what is? What are you going to let this guy do that will play to his strengths? Not much. Not much. Not much. Because this movie is nothing. This movie had, had... Soulless? It felt empty at times. Okay. So, I think I messaged you, and at one point I had I actually had like a letterboxed review that I just deleted, because who cares? But... Okay. When I was watching this movie... Um, you know, I'm at home and, you know, I'm watching it on sure on a big enough screen, but mm-hmm. this is the type of movie the theaters kind of exist for. And I think yeah. that there's so much lost watching this at home. And the same thing happened mm-hmm. when I watched Pacific Rim in theater. And I thought that movie was really awesome, uh, yeah. in theater. Really cool. It's like, it felt like a live action anime and then watching it at home. Like just on non three D, it was like this is brutal. It's so fucking mm-hmm. bad. I couldn't even finish it. I, I just was so turned off by how lame it felt. And yeah, watching yeah. this is just like this sucks. Like this, <laughs> this is just like not mm-hmm. interesting at all. Because uh, it opens up with like Kong doing stuff, and there's like music playing over it. Because of course he is. They're they're gonna play some oh, some old music. He takes a shower. Yeah, uh, he's like waking up for the day. You're like, oh, cool, we're going to hang out with Kong. But then, oh, now this like little girl comes out with like a little little Kong like effigy, (laughs) and and then uh, yeah, then uh, then Kong throws a a spear of tree through a hole in the sky, and turns out he's in a dome Mm -hmm. because Kong Island has been. Sealed off by Apex or whatever it is the the Monster Science what Squad. It, yeah, it's or Apex is the company, and then there's like whatever the Monster dudes. They're like covering up stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. So yeah, then there's like science going on, and Kong or uh, Godzilla shows up and attacks, and out of nowhere, there's no build up, there's no drama. It's just like oh, it's 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 Godzilla. We don't even have to like. Have it like a big cool reveal. It's like, nah, you know what? You know what that Godzilla is all about. He just blows shut shit up, and you're like, oh, I mm-hmm. guess. And then there's like a whole thing. There's like a subplot with uh, Brian Tyree Henry as Bernie, um, who's like he's got a flash drive. Uh, yeah, he's got a flash drive. He's going to get all the secrets because he has a podcast that he does. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, while he's there, he's like, what's this? What's this glowing thing that Godzilla was attracted to? Question mark. And it's like, okay, so he's something is activated Godzilla, and there's like, whoa, Godzilla's active again. The Titans, they're active again. And we don't know, understand why, but Godzilla's supposed to be our friend. And it's like, people change, man, <laughs> says Kyle, Kyle Chandler. Monsters to, to like his, people change. To his daughter, the greatly untalented Millie Bobby Brown. She stinks. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here, Millie. I mean, 
she's a child actress, you know, whatever. They're all they're all whatever. Yeah, this one's I think I think she's particularly bad. <laughs> I don't pick on her. This child particularly stinky. <laughs> well, not well, how about okay. This doctor woman, Rebecca Hall plays her. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck the fuck? Apparently she was in the prestige. Uh Iron Man Three. She's in Prestige. She's in uh Um what's the the Ben Affleck movie, the heist movie? The, uh, the, the town. town. She's in that too. And a movie that's on my creeptober list, The Gift. Ooh, yeah, she's in The Gift. And the Gift is pretty good. The Gift is pretty good. Is she the main character in the Christine yeah. movie? The woman who, uh, Christine Chubik, is that her? It sure is. Yeah, she's bad in this. I don't know if she's mm. like bad in all things, but yeah, she she does she does a whole lot of nothing. I don't nothing. think so. I, she... the human script is not great, so I think that's the issue here. Yeah. Okay. You know. Well, I'm gonna blame them all. I'm gonna blame these actors for not elevating the sure. shitty Godzilla Kong uh, action with their performances. That I'm sure it was sure. it was a backdrop to monster action, which is what everybody wanted. They wanted nice, clear action scenes um, with nonstop action mm-hmm. with less humans. Oh, but they're still there. Let me tell you, stinking up the place. <laughs> and then uh, they take Kong away. And they put him on a mm-hmm. boat, and their idea is to go somewhere. And then Godzilla attacks, and then there's a fight on mm-hmm. boats that makes very little sense. It's even even by the standards. It's like, why would you set it in a way where it's like wait, Godzilla uh, Godzilla's doing this underwater, so he's got in a huge advantage, and then Kong's going to jump to like one boat to another, like impossibly. Like he's jumping. Kawa- uh, he he was jumping. I think. Like kilometer, like a like a kilometer, in between these boats. Haven't you ever done that? I have not. I'm also not a giant monkey ape. Ape? Well, that's debatable. Big ape. So, uh, yeah, that's that's going on. And then he almost dies. And then there's depth charges. And then he's fine. And then Godzilla leaves Mm -hmm. because he thinks he's won. And then. And then they go to the center of the earth. <laughs> After they throw, uh, yeah, they, 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 they throw Kong down a hole, <laughs> essentially, and he's fine. <laughs> he's just mm-hmm. falling. You don't even get Kong's experience of going through the time hole. We get the humans' experience of being, Aah! and that's bad. And then it's the, the jaunt, and, baby. And then they go to like they kind of completely make the idea of like being in the center of the earth and being upside down. And right side up simultaneously, hard to understand visually for a little while. And you're like, why? Yes. Like, why is this so in, intentionally confusing? It wouldn't be that. It's not that tough. Because then there's the whole point where like, oh, Kong is just like walking along, and it's like, oh, that's cool. I mean, that's fine. Like, mm-hmm. it makes total sense. Why did they make it so it's like, oh, crazy upside down? Oh, you're almost going to Godzilla's mouth. Oh shit! Now there's like giant flying things. Oh shit! It's like, who cares? Who cares? Fuck. <laughs> I know. I get it. I like Godzilla movies. This is, this is just. Yeah, I know. Blah, blah, and uh, watching it at home def- definitely diminishes the enjoyment of it. And as I said to RJ, I'm like, you know, what I'm really missing is paying twenty bucks to have like a vibrating chair under my ass, like spinning me around and like thrusting me up and down. And whoa, um, what a, what a it's ride! Part of the fun, I guess. I, absolutely. Yeah. I think I think that's maybe why people didn't enjoy mm-hmm. King of the Monsters as much because they didn't have a vibrating chair to sit on. Martin Scorsese, Martin Scorsese was right. These are amusement parks. They're not uh, movies. Yeah. 
Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. What, whatever that mm-hmm. means. So He loves The River. I mean, fuck that movie. The which one? The River. The John Renoir movie. What is... He loves oh, that. He, he, is he, that an amusement park as well? No, no. He likes that movie though. That movie goes. Ah, that movie can that go. Movie that movie can go screw. So Whoa, such language. So then we get uh, some center of the earth crap. There's a like throne, <laughs> and then there's an axe. RJ, there's a magic axe, <laughs> and then <laughs> then and then it turns out the. Like one of the like few characters, like all, is it not true that like all the non-white characters are bad people? <laughs> the Japanese guy, uh, uh, the the one Latino guy and his daughter, is that right? They're all bad guys. I don't think Lance Reddick is. Well, he's barely in it though. And Bi- and Bi- and Byron Tyree Henry isn't a bad. Guy. Okay, right, 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 right. Yeah, Ber- Bernie Hayes' character. He, he's, he's a trying. good guy. He's looking after the kids. He's. Yeah. Yeah, he's he, he's doing but, it for the kids. But it seems like I'm like, what is this? This <laughs> like Isa Gonzalez and uh, Shunoguri, who are all bad guys who just whatever. <laughs> they're not good guys. I'll tell you they're, that much. Yeah, they're not. They're not good. And then that and then stuff happens with them, and everyone gets everyone gets killed that deserves to get killed. Spoilers. Who cares? Uh, then there's some more monster fights, and then we go. Godzilla one, Kong one, <laughs> and, then, and then they fight again. And then Kong gets beat by Godzilla because Kong does not have atomic mm-hmm. breath. That's like that's quite that's kind of an advantage. And he's just fur. He's not. He doesn't have scales. I mean, yeah, but fur. I mean, fur doesn't quite match up to like nuclear breath, right? Like, you know, they they made a big point of showing how impressive the atomic breath was. So it's just like, yeah. I, advantage yeah it's, it's to, a uh, over his axe uh yeah which is just like you think that's gonna be canon now that godzilla just always has an axe or, or king, king kong, kong has yeah. an axe no? yeah and, and then we get uh mecha godzilla <laughs> robo godzilla no. which is uh mecha godzilla mecha godzilla not iconic yeah it's a, it's a strange turn yeah and then uh it's weird they made it they tried to make it like sleek i think which was a, maybe a mistake it should be big and bulky mm-hmm. yeah i think and yeah. of course they kind of they, they do one of the tricks with mecha godzilla from a previous godzilla movie where it's like oh it's the skull yeah. of this and this and you're like okay sure sure pal and then they, and then yeah. it forces a team up and then everything's fine mm-hmm. <laughs> everything works out fine it's a happy ending well, I mean, I mean, it's what people want. Give them what they want, Jarrett. Yeah. Give them what they want. So this is just as like whatever crummy as that first Godzilla movie with Brian Cranston. <laughs> this, that, that same vibes, same same kind of just like ugh. I don't know. I don't know. I do what to expect from this crap, but I don't want this. Jared said, give me a Charles Dance coming in and going, what are you doing now? <laughs> Just yelling. I, I always want some Charles Dance. Okay. Mm-hmm. There we go. Well, uh, I mean, not super, not super surprising. It's like I said, I think this movie is incredibly stupid. But uh, I, did, I did get some fun out of it at the same time. So, yeah. you know, it is what it is. 
is what it is. You you, you watch anything else, RJ? Uh, Voyager. Yeah. Well, you, well, you uh, watch. Finished for about a month and a half. <laughs> yeah, it's been a little while. Would you like me to talk about Voyager at all? Or yeah, no. What? Just... Nah. You know what? I think you should. I think. I think we need to get this. Get it done. We got, we got to get home. Okay, I gotta ask you though. Where did I leave off? Because I genuinely I don't, don't remember. I think you finished season six, and I don't think you've begun season I seven. I haven't. Okay, easy, easy. Yeah. Do you want me to rip ass on some Star Trek Voyager for you, Jared? Hit me. Do okay. it. 701, Borgs and whatnot, two out of four stars. So uh, the way season six ends is uh, there's the Borg Matrix, and the episode's called the Unimatrix, but it's all the Borgs who are becoming sentient or tapping into it, and then Janeway becomes a Borg. Uh, 701, they... They... <laughs> They big, rescue seven uh, of nine and they come back, which is now common hat in Voyager. It's happened about four or five times. Mm. So that's that's the big thing. Voyager did some good stuff with Borg, but then they also made Borg uninteresting because of the sheer amount of times that they bring them up. Sadly, I, I have read someone say that the Voyager did for the Borg what Next Generation did for the Klingons. Made them less interesting? <laughs> well, developed them, fleshed them out into what we now think about when we think about Klingons. I mean, yes for TNG, but no for Borg, because I think I've said a few times, like, I think the cool thing about the Borg was what they were, and then this show kind of dismantles that. And I was like, I don't want that. I was like, keep the Borg this, like, super superior race that's, like, scary. And they broke it down a little bit, which, eh, not for me. Uh, 702. Uh, hey, Jared, do you remember those Borg kids that got adopted in season six? Uh-huh. Goodbye, Borg kids. They're gone. Two uh, out of four stars. Oh. Or Big Borgs Cry 2. Two it, out of four stars. Is, is this kind of like uh, Julian Bashir's like, super team? Kind of. Yeah. yeah. They're like, they, they actually did a two-parter over like the course of like multiple seasons. Yes, that's actually exactly what it's like. So they brought the Borg kids on for a couple episodes, and then I think in season seven they're like, nah, and they flick them out. And then uh, I said Big Borgs Cry too because I think Seven of Nine cries in this episode because her kids get adopted. Um, So, you know, there's that. Uh, Seven, (laughs) that's it. (laughs) 703, Death Race 3000... Pod racing, two out of four stars. Aww. So, uh, you know your buddy Tom Paris? Yeah. This episode's called Drive, and he is in a intergalactic race with aliens. He loves ships. Because he loves ships, man. He loves American he's, muscle cars. He's such a dude, you know. He's such a dude. Like he me. Just, I'm such a dude. I love Just cars. like Jared. Jared's always uh, like a grease monkey working or, a wrench or in the rip, garage. Or ripping down the strip. Yeah, man, you guys are really getting after it. I'm a, I'm a real Tom Paris, they've said. I, I, I've compared you to Tom Paris. <laughs> but, but often because Many like, times. You're, you're a bad person. You're the worst character <laughs> in Star Trek. <laughs> yes, he, he is. He genuinely is. Yeah. Um, so this episode's weird because at the end of it, Balana splits up with Tom Paris. Oh, wow. How long have they been dating for? A season or two. Feels like forever. Forever, yeah. But so here's the weird thing. In a couple episodes, they're just dating again, and it's not really acknowledged. 
And yeah. so I was really confused. I was just, Maybe I missed it. I don't think I did, but really weird. So Bolano wants to team up with him, and he's like, uh, he's like, my wife wants to do the race with me. He's like, I don't want to do it. I want to do it, you know, man stuff. And you're just like, all right, okay. Uh, so that's a two. Um, here's one for you, Jarrett. 704, Brainwash Slasher Tuvok, zero out of four stars. <laughs> so this is got to be... Approaching a record for zeros in a series. In, in, in a series, yeah. There have been there have been more zeros in Voyager than I've had in any. Like I don't know if I mean I I got more critical the farther on I got, but sure. uh, yeah, zeros and then what? I think there was one episode I had a minus a negative one because of how bad I hated it. I think that was the Jane Eyre one. Like yeah, there's Voyager's got some bad stuff, and it's mostly me. So this episode it's called Repression. Uh, and the Maquis, Jarrett. Oh, they're back. Yeah, they're back for no reason in other than... In pog form. I, they're back in pog form. I think it was just like, they're like, ah, we don't know what to do for one of these episodes. It's like, bring back the Maquis. And it's just well, like, but we've okay. already done so here's that. A, here's, so here's an interesting thought, I guess. Because I guess as Voyager gets closer to home, mm-hmm. it's been six years I guess marquee people would have been leaving maybe in their general direction by pure chance for six years. So maybe they've, they've eventually crossed paths, but even though not like, the case. Okay. Okay. So the reason I, the thing I want to mention here too, yeah. is I guess in Voyager land, like how close are they to home? Are they still like, 80, are they still like 80 years away? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if they were getting closer and like by using wormholes and cheats and stuff. And they're like, getting in proximity no they're just like forever away so they they have gotten closer and they've been a couple cheats but like when they start out they're about 80 years away and then season seven they're still about 60 years away not bad not bad but they don't cross paths with maki and so the thing that annoyed me was uh like a season or two ago they make they actually have radio connection with the uh, alpha quadrant now and like uh starfleet it just takes like uh, a month to send a message so like a season ago, all of the Maquis found is like, oh, the Maquis done because of the Dominion War. They're like, oh, yeah, there was this thing and the Maquis don't exist anymore. And they're like, oh, OK. So that that was the thing where I was like, why are you bringing up the Maquis again? Like it wasn't that they crossed paths. It was someone on the ship was like, I'm still Maquis. And then they brainwashed Tuvok to go and like slash or kill people. Number one, I don't like brainwash stuff. No. Number two. That's what like, well, that sounds just bad. <laughs> Yeah, like it's not good. It's it's got on IMDb. It's got a six point seven, which IMDb is usually pretty generous. Huh. But well, remember that yeah. episode of DS Nine where Garrick is like a serial killer, or like he goes into slasher mode. Yeah, I remember that one. That yeah. was like that was toward the end. Yeah, and it was okay, but no. Yeah, not for me, man. Uh, Seven oh five, the doctor is kidnapped again. Two out of four stars. Oh, he's stealing. He's still in Ensign Kim's go, uh, role in everything. Everybody stole Ensign Kim's uh, Every, kidnapping. Yeah, they, they, they all stole his lunch. Yeah, Harry Kim really got uh, pushed into the uh, the back burner for a lot of things. Uh, so the doc racism, wow. RJ. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the doctor's Italian, so. Wow. I mean, but he's the right kind of Italian. If you know what I mean. Ah. Uh, 
Actually, I don't he, even he know if Robert they, Picardo is Italian. I'm just the, guessing. He's, he's not the way. He's not the Italian that Harry Kim is. Well, few are. <laughs> few are. Uh, this so this one's called Critical Care, and this is about healthcare, Jarrett. Oh. It's, it's not a bad episode, but what happens is is it pro privatization? <laughs> I mean, kind of. Uh, it's so. It's oh, like, hey, okay. I don't know. If, I don't know if I sent this to you. Did you see that? This is like probably from a while ago, but there was like some Twitter thing where Rick Berman had this photo where he like tweeted out like a a com badge, and he was like, "I got this from uh, what's her name, Tasha Yar, uh, Tasha Denise, Denise Crosby. Yeah, when, yeah, on Denise Crosby's last day when we shot Skin Viva when her character died, she gave me her com badge. I've like I've always kept it ever since. What a memory! And then Denise Crosby responded. She's like, "Oh hey." Remember, like that wasn't my last episode. I did like one more role afterwards, <laughs> uh, like Symbiosis, I think it was called. And uh, you came and you you actually tore it off of my like costume and said, "I guess you won't be needing this anymore." <laughs> it's just like, wow. oh, interesting. Uh, what a piece of shit. Rick yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That. Well, yeah. We all we all knew that. I guess if you watch those. Uh, uh, Red Letter Media, uh-huh. Mr. Plinkett's on the the modern Star Trek movies. Not the J.J. Abrams ones, even, but the, the next-gen era and his yeah. involvement, his quotes. And I, uh, I haven't watched any of those. I probably should, but uh, I haven't. Yeah, I mean, they might be worth checking out now that you're, like, yeah. you're a, a Trexman. Well, now that I'm done doing it, I've always said it's, like, the, one of the biggest reasons I... I mean, I don't have time for it anymore, but one of the biggest reasons I didn't watch all that stuff was I didn't want it to get influence me. I'm giving it to you raw, Jared. That's the only way I want it, RJ. I know. I know. But I, I would check it out. My fingers. Wow. Rob Eagle. I just, <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know. Uh, so anyways, the doctor gets kidnapped by a uh, like a prison colony or something, and then they make him be the doctor for the whole colony and yeah. it's a big thing about like healthcare and privatization and like so uh socialism and you're just like okay <laughs> <laughs> i know what they were trying to do it's okay it just it doesn't uh especially in the current era i was like eh, this this doesn't hit as well as i think it probably used to hmm. so, or do they talk about death panels hmm <laughs> No, that's good. I don't. Th- I that, don't think so. that that idea hadn't gotten to people yet. Not quite. Interesting. Not quite. That's good. Here's one for you, Jared. Seven oh six doppelganger hollow Barkley. Two out of four stars. So it's called Inside Man. What do we got here? It's like from- Incel Man. <laughs> wow, when you're talking about Barkley, uh, exactly. He's talking about holodeck yeah. perverts. This is also, yeah, he is. This could yeah. also be titled uh, Horny Ferengis. So uh, the Ferengi, um, they they get line of this transmission that Voyager has to Starfleet. Barkley at Starfleet is trying to get him home, you know. So he sends a holographic Barkley over, but the, vo- uh, the Ferengi intercept it, and then they program it, send it back, and they're just trying to kidnap Seven of Nine because they think she is hot. Horny... Ferengis, horny Ferengis. That is. There's no profit in that, though. They're, no, they're just. Well, I. Well, they want to. They want to take seven of nine. Re. Re. 
produce her as a hologram and sell it, you know, because they're so horny about it. They're like, other people will also be horny about it. And show her how to really stroke my lobes. (sighs) I mean, I I, I think it's mentioned. Talking about females. (laughs) Females. Okay. So so how does this episode go? I mean, that's it. Yeah. That's yeah, it. so uh, and so, well, they, they, so they kidnap her, and that's they the end. Kidnap her, and then uh, for a while they're like, "Oh, how are we gonna get Seven back?" And then uh, and then they get her back. So yeah, Seven gets kidnapped again. Well, actually, she doesn't fully get kidnapped. They they kind of get aware of it beforehand, but they're trying to kidnap her. Right. So, you know, kidnapping her. That well, that's like <laughs> some uh, some some weird sex trafficking stuff going yes. on and. Um. Yeah, that's that's horrifying. Highly problematic, Jared. But it's all for laughs. It's played that way. Yeah. Yeah, because the Ferengi are funny. Yeah. Look at them. They're so silly. <laughs> they want. They want to use her body for <laughs> for pleasure. Yeah. Commercializer. Oh. Is, is this not what Rick Berman did with uh, Jerry Ryan? They they took her oh, likeness yeah. and put it on posters because we didn't have holodecks yet. For the mm-hmm. for the thirteen year old boys, I wonder how Jerry Ryan felt about that. I don't know. You could ask her. You tweet her. <laughs> tweet, I'll tweet her. Give her a tweet. Say, what did you think? Um, do you think or Star Trek fans, Ryan. threat or menace? Say, do you have an OnlyFans? And then otherwise, um, can you tell me about Rick Berman? Yeah, I'll phrase it like that too. I'll send her an audio clip. Excuse me, like that. You know. Hey, Jarrett. 707 bodies 709 not i can't wait to that episode it's coming up 707 body swapping again (laughs) one out of four stars yeah so then this one the doctor gets put into seven of nine's body and he (laughs) seduces an alien to help them and then the alien falls in love with seven and then the doctor comes out and he says it was me it was me that was seducing you. <laughs> it's one of those ones. It's a real late '90s rom com. Well, is, like, is this like when uh, Quark got modified? Mm. Kind of, but the Quark episode's better because they actually do okay. it. This one's just like it's, it's, Seven it's, of Nine is acting. Yeah, it's, it's Jerry Ryan being Robert Picardo. Robert Picardo. Yeah. yeah, and this episode has an eight, which is very generous. In my opinion. Indeed. Very generous. It is. It's fine. It's watchable. But at the same time, I was like, no, nah, I don't. Well, actually, no, I gave it a one. So it, it's it wasn't pretty, that's, that It's pretty rotten. Yeah, pretty rotten. Hey, you want to hear something even better? 708. 708. Harry Kim kidnaps a ship and then gets kidnapped. Whoa. And this is a two out of four. <laughs> Okay, so it's about we bounced back from that one. Yeah, so what happens in this one is Harry Kim gets sent out on an away mission with his first command because he's bitching and complaining. He's like, I don't want. He's like, I've been here for six years. I'm still an ensign. I should should be promoted. And uh, Janeway's like, my violin. Okay. Yeah, he's like, all right, yeah, violin, all that stuff. So she's like, all right, you can have an away mission. He goes, he meets aliens, and then what ends up happening is he he kind of kidnaps them. 
he's like, we're going to do this. We're going to prove to Captain that I'm, I got the salt. So he kind of kidnaps them and takes them. And then once they get there, they kidnap him and then hold him hostage. Damn. So you couldn't have last season of Voyager without Harry Kim getting kidnapped at least once. For sure. At least once. Uh, but it's this one's funny because he tries to kidnap other people and then uh, they kidnap him, you know. So. Uh, Seven oh nine. There we go. Flesh and blood is the title. Uh, I called it hologram murder party, and this is a somewhat high to. <laughs> somewhat high to. I love this world that we live in of the. Low two, high two, <laughs> two, one, zero, and then Jared, when are you gonna watch Voyager? <laughs> well, you you know exactly what I mean though, right? When I say high two, <laughs> low two, like you know exactly what kind of episode I'm talking about. Uh, I, I, I guess. I mean, at this point, I'm so numb. I'm yeah. So, <laughs> well, you've heard me do this for about a year and a half, so it's <clears throat> yeah, this complicated. Yes, yeah. I mean, it's it's become complicated. Yeah. Uh, much like this episode, which I also wrote, overcomplicates hologram ethics. So what happens is, you remember the Herogen, Jarrett? The hunter race? Yeah. So Janeway set them up with holodecks so that they could go do the hunt with not real people because she's like, you guys love hunting. And they're like, yeah, we fucking love it. It's like the Mori- it's like, like almost like the Moriarty uh, scenario. Yes. Yes, exactly. So she sets them up. It's like, well, here, go kill these hologram people. It's not real. And then you um, then you don't have to go kill real people. And then they're like, sounds pretty good. Okay, no problem. What happens is the holograms become sentient, of course. And then they kidnap the doctor, <laughs> of course. Uh, so I should have put that in there that the, uh, the, the doctor gets um, kidnapped. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so they kidnap the dog. Well, actually, he goes willingly, and then he changes his mind. So is that kidnapped? Uh, I think yeah. that's why I didn't include it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's how the FBI would classify it. I'm sure uh, Starfleet would be like, hey, give him back. No. Well, yeah. Come on. <laughs> so, yeah, he he goes willingly. Then he changes his mind afterwards. And then this season really highlights a problem with like the holographic like entities because the whole series is about the doctor being a real like conscious being. But this one is kind of undermining all of it where it's just like we're all sentient. And it's just like it was better that you weren't because a lot of problems in Voyager are the result of of the doctor being like I'm a living being. And I know that sounds probably cold of me to say, probably problematic, but like, um, they're holograms. They're not real. I know that's the whole point of the show, but like, there's so many problems that are created because of this. You gotta really shake up your way of knowing there, RJ. I mean, probably. Oh. But, uh, I don't know. You want me to keep going, Jared? Yeah. Or... Let's get to the halfway mark. Keep. 710. Bolana gets kidnapped again whoa, whoa, whoa man two out of four stars well okay two two yeah it's it's okay uh the doctor kills a person in this episode <laughs> the doctor 
Hunter kills. Him. All right. Like he full on kills a person in this episode. Like how? Because he gave their head in with like a fire <laughs> iron or something? No, he like he like intentionally gives them a thing that kills them. <laughs> oh, I see. So he didn't like accidentally run his motorboat over somebody also in a boat and then found be found not guilty of it. No, okay. not quite like that. Interesting. Okay. So this is a weird episode where each each like section of the ship is in a current time a different time frame. Okay. Oh no wait, no 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 no. No no no, okay. IMDB's got me all 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 fucked up. Did it again. This is this is the second part of the hologram. It was a two-parter. Okay. Yeah, so it's not that one yet, but it's, it's still the same thing. So the holograms kidnap Bomana and then the doctor kills some people. <laughs> Uh, and then I wrote alphas and betas for some reason. So I think there was talk of alphas and betas in this episode. Because there's hunters. Laugh. Yeah, alpha hunters, beta yeah. hunters. I think that's what it is. Like one of the Herogens is like, I'll design the computers. And they're like, you're a beta. <laughs> and I was just like, that's funny, I guess. I yeah. don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know, Jared. <laughs> okay. So Bomana gets kidnapped and then, yep. uh, you know, she gets back. Okay, seven eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is the Surpies. episode called Shattered, which on IMDb is seven ten, which is incorrect. But seven eleven. Uh old Chicote gets time lost. Voyager gets time fracked. Two out of four stars. It's an okay episode. Uh so each segment of Voyager is broken up into different time eras, like one section of this ship is like the first week they get lost. One section of the ship is like two years ahead of time. It's kind of like a time distorted thing. And Chakotay's trying to, he's the only one who isn't affected by it because of his connections to the spirit realm. Sure. Oh. oh. Which is something that gets brought up uh, frequently. Frequently. Uh-huh. Frequently. Hey, do you want to hear one that might surprise you? Absolutely. 712, Bolana supports eugenics. Four out of four stars. Oh, RJ. This is a good episode. I think we're going to have to uh, kick you out of the, the party here. Because of eugenics? Go on. Okay. Tom, Tom Paris and Bolana are pregnant. They're going to have a baby. Bolana... Does you know how Bolana doesn't like being Klingon, Jared? Oh God, no. <laughs> Bolana does a little bit of uh, here's a quote: "Display the fetus genome," end quote. And then she gets into some complicated eugenics where she is art. She is changing the DNA of her baby to not display Klingon features because she is ashamed of them. I see. And uh, it's actually a very good episode because it reminded me of a lot of uh, Gattaca. No, not quite Gattaca, (laughs) but yeah, I mean yes, Gattaca. The the science part of actually changing it is a little Gattaca esque, but uh, it reminded me a lot of marginalized people who you know were taken taken out by colonialist English and then made to feel ashamed of their own heritage, which is a thing Canadians did to indigenous people. And then there's a lot of reports of people who was like, yeah, I, I didn't like being what I was. Cause I kept, I was kept being told that I was 
not good. And that's what Belmonta is experiencing in this episode. And I was like, ah, I was like, I actually, I think I kind of get what they were going for in this one. But it's good. It's all about Belmonta. It's all about her. Uh, even though I don't like her, her constant challenges about her being Klingon. This one I kind of liked because it was kind of. She's like, I don't want my kid to be Klingon. She's like, because I'm, I'm scared and I'm sad. And I was like, man, this is an actual good episode. And Tom Paris is actually, he's okay in this episode. He's not, he's not the worst character in the series in this one. It's That's not good. bad, Jared. It's good. It's not bad. Not bad. You want one more? Yeah, that's thirteen, yeah. right? Like then, yep. then we're on the home stretch to home. The home stretch. We're almost there. Hey, have you watched uh, season two of uh, um, I Think You Should Leave Now? Yep. The Tim Robinson show. The what show? I Think You Should Leave? You don't know I Think You Should Leave? I... You know Tim Robinson. No. As soon as you Google this, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Nope. <laughs> you don't know this at all? Nope. <laughs> I have no idea who this is. Who's this guy? Wow, Sugarhead is going to send you a very oh. damaging message. You should watch. You should watch this. There, each se- there's two seasons. There's only like six episodes. They're like twenty minutes long. You should watch some of these. I think you would enjoy them. Okay. I think you would enjoy them. Yeah, I, I have no idea what this is. Okay. Well, my joke's not going to land with you, but uh, anyways, uh, seven thirteen. A little buff boy. Capital punishment. Three out of four stars. A little buff boy. Which is a, it's a connection to a, I think you should leave episode, but Little Buff Boy, Capital Punishment. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I like this Little Buff Boy talk. I don't know what it means, but I'm, I'm a mental image. <laughs> this is also, uh, I, I wrote down Deep Blue Sea Convicts and the Pineal Gland. So I think what happens in this one is... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I, am, I am Google searching little buff boys. Uh, this is oh, this is taking me to places I didn't envision. I, I, the, I the host the little buff boys competition. I'm I'm kind of amazed <laughs> that you don't know what this is because I thought you would. I thought you would have known. in the world? Gooseus. It's an old circus term. Okay. All right. Uh, Pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, okay. Oh, that Jesus. You, uh, oh, man. Look at this guy's horse chest. Look at that. Can you just watch? I mean, you could just watch a little Buff Boys later yeah. if you want. It's like four minutes long or something. But uh, No, no, not Troll Boy. It's not going to be Troll Boy. Oh, that's that's the best part. That's the right at the end. Right at the end. Uh-huh. Can you watch? Will you watch a little Buff Boys later? Uh, fuck. What am I going to do? Where am I going to find time to do this? But RJ. it's so it's so much mad because it's skits and they're all like four or five minutes long, like at max. Oh, I see. Yeah, you would like that show a lot. Probably. But anyways, uh, this little buff boy is is definitely uh, my my wheelhouse. <laughs> it all is. You just uh, it's the the show in ge- the show in general is amazing. You should look up coffin flop. Uh, you should look up don't skip lunch. Uh, Okay. Carl. The, 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 all these things sound much more enjoyable than this piece of shit Star Trek show that you keep watching. But go on. I, I mean, I'm done. But yeah, I know, you I, should definitely watch. I, I think you should leave. Yeah. You would like it a lot. I, I actually think that. 
Yeah. Um, I just assumed you had watched it. Anyways. Never heard of okay, it. Okay, Little Buff Boys Capital Punishment. Yep. So what happens here is Voyager takes on a uh, prison ship, basically. The prison ship is in need of help. So they take on all of the, like, the wardens, and then they take on all the prisoners. One of the prisoners, real bad dude. And then what happens is he's dying, so Seven of Nine gives her nanites, which happens frequently in Voyager. And then what happens is, like, Deep Blue Sea. Like, remember when they made the shark smarter, Jarrett? Yeah. (laughs) The prisoner becomes smarter, and then he becomes, like, aware of the issues and the ethical things that he's done before. Uh, And he's going on his way to... He's going on his way to be executed, but now he's aware of it. What? That's fucking bizarre. That's the... Wow. Okay. And so the whole episode is there... Because remember in season one, Jarrett, when I said Voyager is about rehabilitation? Again, this is what this show is about. So it's about this criminal who is now consciously aware of the crimes he's done. And he says, hey, listen, I know I did it. I don't want to be released. I just I I don't want to die anymore when before I didn't care. And then that's what the episode is about. It's like, do we still execute this guy? Ethics. Ethics. And came into play. But I think uh, it it had to have been something because I don't know. I can't I can't really remember why I put that in there. But there's little buff boys in here, Jared. Little buff boys. And uh, that's uh, part one of uh, season seven of Voyager. Wow, massive! I'm a uh, huge, huge. No, tear so, me up. Uh huh. And that's all I have for you, buddy. Cool. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's fine. That's enough. I watched it. I, I did watch the second Babylon Five movie they did in the beginning, Ooh. which which is kind of came out before season five came out, which is almost like a weird recap movie filling in the stuff that happened at the beginning of the series that you only saw bits and drabs of as the story has mm-hmm. unfolded for the previous four years. And mm-hmm. I was right. Uh, when I was saying that Babylon five season four felt like it was ending and they were setting up things like, well, this might be our last season. So we better make sure we close up all the loose ends. And then mm-hmm. they had actually shot a ending for the whole series that they had, they then wound up holding off on because they were going to get they, they, they got they got renewed. Well, they wound up using it for the last episode of season mm. five, and then they had to shoot a new episode that's kind of like in the same vein of mm-hmm. but legacy because they do start doing time jumps, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Hey, let's see what uh, the world's like a thousand years from now," and mm-hmm. like and what the legacy of Babylon Five is, and it's really depressing stuff. <laughs> Because oh. you're just because it starts taking on the idea that you know all the all the great struggles that these people are going through right now they'll completely be like you know those things can be hijacked and meaningless and it being mm. used for ill means and then a million years from now it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> but I mean, nothing matters, Jared. Yeah. I've been telling you this for a long time. It's, it's a little like I mean, it's it's definitely a sloppier show than next generation but it's going for those big ideas and it definitely is the more cyn- the not cyn- cynical more cynical which I, I it doesn't surprise me when you think that harlan ellison's involved uh, i think that's something probably annoys him about the star trek world is he sound like that's not that's not how things would be <laughs> uh the one episode it's like, I, relax buddy you wrote yeah. one episode well yeah he, he, or, he wrote, yeah a he, couple one 
just one. But yeah, just one. He he is uh he is co-wrote the episode that I was just starting to watch last night, uh, which is doing the thing where it's kind of like the lower decks idea where, mm-hmm. hey, let's do an episode, but it's from the perspective of the maintenance men on one of these space stations. And how, like, no matter, like, whatever crazy thing's going on, these guys are like, oh, let's go have, let's go have sandwiches. Is that what they do? They just <laughs> yeah. have a sandwich? Yeah, the, uh, the opening scene is just them having a chat about, uh, like, what's your sandwich taste like? He's like, I don't know. And he's like, we're well, supposed to just say chicken. That's the joke. And then they talk about chicken. And then they, they exchange sandwiches. And they're like, oh, my God, this is horrible. Uh, that kind of it, those sort of gags that I'm, it's uh, mm-hmm. Harlan Ellison comedy. It's not not necessarily the world I want my Harlan Ellison to be in. Which but world do you want him to be in? Grim horribleness and absurdity, I guess, rather than uh, Tarantino esque exchanges of the working man. In uh, in which of these realities do you think little buff boys would exist? There is no buff boys. Actually, no, that's not true. There wasn't a whole a whole episode of Babylon Five that was an MMA tournament. Oh, uh, it, it is uh, preposterous. Is it kind of? Is it not unlike the Rock episode of Voyager? I saw a clip of that the other day when UPN was really pushing uh, every everything raw, Rock and yeah. such, and I was like, man. I mean, there's not much to see. No, yeah, it's, it's the same. There's no, there's no celebrity they were really pushing though. They just mm. did an episode like, oh, you know, you know, it's really the conversation right now. It's like UFC. It's like it's too violent. It's disgusting. Mm. It's, it's disgusting. It's <laughs> so like let's do an episode about it. And be like, this is this is so deadly. Like human beings couldn't compete in this. They would just get killed by these aliens that are stronger than <laughs> them. Do you think that's true? And, and then you watch these fights, and you're like, this is such dog shit. It's just two guys, like a guy, two guys in makeup fighting. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, probably. Probably. Yes, Sergeant. It is just two men in costumes. It's not aliens. It's, what do you mean it's not aliens? Probably. It's not aliens? <sighs> no. Uh, but yeah, I'm, last season of Babylon 5, I've got, on top of that, I think, three movies I have to watch to go along with that. And then Mm -hmm. I I could choose to watch the crusade or the crusades, uh, which is the follow-up series or, or not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I don't know, watch something else instead. Hmm. Perhaps a nineties serialized dark, uh, science fiction fantasy drama. Ooh, like X-Files? Not unlike. Not unlike. Perhaps there would even be some shared universe stuff in that one. Murder, she wrote? Well, I mean, if you want to do that, you better call some English people, because uh, I don't know anything about that. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Can't say. <sighs> you got any news for me, RJ? Well, I mean, Norm died, and that's that's sad. I like Norm. Norm was yeah, a good that, guy. Yeah, that's, that one seemed to hit people pretty hard. I saw yep. a lot of people saying, man... Usually celebrity deaths don't hit hard, <laughs> yeah. but this is the one for them. I mean, I know I've said very many times on record, I usually don't give a shit about celebrities that die, only when it matters to me. So when David Bowie died, that was sad. When uh, when Norm died, I was like, oh, man. I was like, I love Norm. I, You know, I talk a lot about dirty work. 
It's a great uh, show. Yeah, I hear how amazing it, movie. I, I hear people say it's underrated, but I'm like, I only ever hear people talk about how it's underrated, and so I, I don't think it classifies as that anymore. Hey, but you know, I've been saying this for a long time. I've always been a champion of Dirty Work. That movie rules. I love it. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. And that's it on my end of the uh, things. Okay. Uh, well, Criterion announced. No, they didn't. Their three releases, only three no, releases didn't. for the last month of 2021. That's it. Only three, and this is it. Uh, we've got One Night in Miami, directed by Regina mm. King. This is a documentary, or what do you call this? Oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Curious. Okay, let me read this. Adapted by Kemp Powers from his acclaimed play, the feature directorial debut of Academy Award-winning actor Regina King puts viewers in a room with four icons at the forefront of black American culture as they carouse, clash, bare their souls, and grapple with their places within the sweeping change of the civil rights movement. February 25th, 1964 has gone down in history as the day that the brash young boxer Muhammad Ali defeated Sonny Liston. But what happened after the fight was perhaps even more incredible. Ali, civil rights leader Malcolm X, NFL great Jim Brown, and huh. King of Soul Sam Cooke all came together at a Miami motel. Electric with big ideas and activist spirit, One Night in Miami plunges us into the midst of an intimate, ongoing conversation and a defining, defining moment in American history. Uh... I stopped listening, and then I heard about Downtown Jimmy Brown, and I went, ooh. And then uh, you were saying other stuff, and then I went, hmm. Tell me more about Jim Brown. See, when I looked Tell at me this, more about Jim Brown. I'm, I'm not familiar with this movie at all. I did see the title, and I saw something about Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali. I'm like, oh, it must be some sort of like documentary. Mm. And it's like, nope, it's not. This is, this, this is some secret honor style action. Hmm. I mean, I like Jimmy Brown. You, you I'll know, check it out. RJ, you know about the movie... The Learning Tree. Love The Learning Tree. It's one of my favorite movies. Directed by Gordon Parks. Love Gordon Parks. He's one of my favorite movies. With this tender and clear-eyed coming-of-age odyssey, the renowned photographer-turned-filmmaker Gordon Parks not only became the first black American director to make a Hollywood studio film, he also served as writer, producer, and composer, resulting in a deeply personal artistic achievement. Based on Parks' own semi-autobiographical novel, The Learning Tree follows the journey of Newt Winger, a teenage descendant of Exodusters, growing up in rural Kansas in the 1920s as he experiences the bittersweet flowering of first love, finds his relationship with a close friend tested, and navigates the injustices embedded within a racist legal and educational system. Exquisitely capturing the bucolic splendor of its heartland setting, this landmark film tempers nostalgia with an incisive understanding of the harsh realities, hard-won lessons, and often-wrenching moral choices that shape the road to self-determination of the young black man at its center um yeah do you know what i mean i love that everything you just said got completely blurted out yeah yeah i'm just gonna assume it was something very problematic so it was incredibly insightful and the world has been denied a great treasure Having lost that. All right. And uh, the Red Shoes, RJ, is coming to 4K. That's cool. You think people are going to go listen to our episode? Yeah, they might. And they'll be like, 
they'll be mad or probably something. I don't. I mean, know. we people. Are always, I mean, yeah. people are always mad. I was gonna say we like that episode, but yeah, people are still mad regardless. So. Yeah, they hate. fuckers full, full of hate. Those yeah. bastards. Get them. Uh, oh, anything else? No. Great. Nah. Outstanding. Nope. Outstanding. We got a movie to talk about, and no, thus <laughs> define movie. No, we don't. After the break, mm, people are going to get shot. People are going to get stabbed. Other people are going to be going out the window. Okay. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about Masculine Feminine, Ooh, wow. directed by one Jean-Luc Godard from 1966. Oh, wow. Would you like to hear a tagline for this film, RJ? I'd like nothing more. Sounds awesome. Jean-Luc Godard's swinging look at youth and love in Paris today. Right now. Right now. <laughs> gabo, gabo, gabo. <laughs> That kind, or yeah, gob was coming. 
Looksmith, there's a Garbo is coming. Yes. And a yes. synopsis for this film. Oh, yeah, yeah. Paul, a young idealist trying to figure out what he wants to do with his life, takes a job interviewing people for a marketing research firm. He does. He moves in with aspiring pop singer Madeline. Paul, however, is disillusioned by the growing commercialism in society, while Madeline just wants to be successful. The story is told in a series of 15 unrelated vignettes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you was that the tagline? That's the synopsis, RJ. Okay. Uh what do what do they mean unrelated? Like it's uh they drift. There's no like thorough line in the movie. I mean no, but it is like one continuous story. Yeah. Right? Like but it's... there's but there's like, you know, scenes that end with, you know, people being shot that you never ever see again. There's no uh accumulation to it. It's just like, oh yeah, that happened. And then they move along. Uh... Yeah, I, mean, I guess. Yeah, uh, disjointed. It's disjunctive. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, oh. What do we call it? So anyway, uh, how about let's read the back of the box. Let's, let's flip that over here on Criterion.com. Okay. With masculine, feminine, ruthless stylist and iconoclast. You know what that means, RJ? Uh, I know what stylist means. It's, it's just about fucking taking down those images, RJ, blowing them up. Is that what a kind of class means? Yeah. All I know is I don't know much. Yeah. But but you think you love me? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. He he's he's taking on the institution, man. He's going you, after the people, you, man. You think you know what you think? Boom. I'm going to make an I'm going to do a filmic essay. A what kind? Filmic Sounds well. Can you explain what that means, though? Um, John Luke Godard introduces the world to quote the children of Marx and Coca Cola unquote through a gang of restless youths engaged in hopeless love affairs with music, revolution, and one another. French New Wave icon, isn't that interesting? Jean Pierre Lude stars as Paul, an idealistic would-be intellectual struggling to forge a relationship with the adorable pop star Madeline, real-life yee-yee girl Chantal Goya. Through their tempestuous affair, Godard fashions a candid and wildly funny freeform examination of youth culture in pulsating 1960s Paris, mixing satire and tragedy as only Godard can. What was the S word you used just there? Uh, sat? Sat? No, sat? No, what? Don't, don't, no. Is it, is it skewering? No, oh! Oh, so okay. Huh. Last week we were talking about was it was it Sam? He was talking about uh, how the Criterion covers are kind of butt. Uh, yes. Okay. So have you seen yeah. the, have you seen the masculine feminine like poster the, the, cover? The, the cover art? So I mean, not not is it the same as on Letterbox? It's, no, it's different. Okay. It's her. It's um, uh, Chantel Goya. But oh, man, one of my faves. Yeah, well, she's the main character of this. I have to say, I think this is a not the decisive moment I would choose of a still if I was selecting an image to run with. <laughs> just her floating head? Well, it's just like, it's not even like, man, she's got a great smile. And uh, this is kind of this like, <laughs> like half smile. It's like, oh, it's the moment before she smiles. Isn't that interesting? 
It's like, mm. no, no. <laughs> this is a. It's just like that's not that's not what you'd go with. If I yeah. I would have preferred that the image of the guy with the knife in his chest on the cover. Exactly. That I mean, yeah, that's. I would have bought that movie and then been disappointed well, later. Oh. Do you know what I mean? I mean, because I would have been oh. expecting a guy with a knife in the chest. And you're like, you know? oh, this is going to happen a lot in the movie? I'd be yeah. like, man, this looks awesome. Masculine hey. feminine. So, men and women beating the shit out of each other. Hell yeah. You know? Masculine feminine. Masculine v feminine. Ooh, dawn of... Not justice. Dawn, dawn of tomorrow. Dawn what? of incels? No. That's already, we're already past that point. Well, maybe yeah. in 66 is a whole new ballgame, but not at all. Maybe mm-hmm. Godard is like a, he's kind of Head a... Head of the curve? Yeah, he's a... We'll talk about his uh, sure. we- creepy weirdo-ness, this guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so yeah, fun fact. So Godard's like on the outs with uh, Anna Karina at this point. So he's on the he's on the prowl. For and, and Anna Karina Well, types. Well, yeah, he likes, he has, he's got a type, and I feel like he, uh, he really likes this Chantel Goya an awful lot. I think maybe he was sizing her up a little bit, you know. Is, you know, he's a thirty-five-year-old creepo, and uh, he's like, "I make movies." You know, you, you know, Godard. You know, Godardian. That's me. Ooh. So it, Goya imagine is that. she related to RJ, Goya, the ima- artist? Imagine your ma- RJ. Imagine you're macking. You're macking away. And what you, does that mean? Yeah, uh, you you come across a, a special person. I don't okay. know, man, woman. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're like, hey, you've heard of uh, Belogian? <laughs> Uh, I know Belogian. Belogian. Yeah, I know but, that one. But I think to anglicize it, Belogian. Okay, sure. And uh, they go, well, yeah, everyone's heard of that. And you're like, well, that's me. And you go, oh, well, I'm sorry, but that's ba- actually me that you're talking ba- about. Ba- Belogian, real hard. Well, I, you know, Belogian. Fancy. Belogia. So, yeah, uh, I completely forgot I'd seen this movie before. <laughs> that good, eh? Yeah, I watched it five years ago, RJ. And what'd you rate it then? Uh, at the time, I four. gave this movie apparently four stars. Wow, pretty generous from you. I don't think you've given a four star rating in a well, year and a half. That was 2016. Different time, different time. I got this out from the yeah. library, from the university library. At the, the library? At, at, the, at the library. Wow, what a nerd. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, we would have been real deep and hot doing the podcast at this point. Uh, a few months in, actually. What words did you just use to describe that? Deep and hot? Like yeah. like a, a Chicago-style pizza. Oh, a deep dish. Yeah. And it's hot yeah, and deep, yeah. right? Uh, I mean, depends on who you ask. So, I didn't really remember much about the movie other than i guess at the time i watched it i was in the mood for what godard have to offer okay and i came into this movie this week kind of being like oh fuck i i guess i've seen this movie before i've completely forgotten this the poster that they do use over here on the, mm-hmm. the criterion not a good poster i must say i mean it's it's a poster for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, it's an image. It's, it looks it, like it's, uh, it's, Matisse. It's, uh, not Matisse. <laughs> uh, what's the horse slaughter movie? <laughs> the uh, BDSM one. Ma- oh, Matrice. Yeah, it looks like Matrice. It looks like the Matrice poster. No, it me. no, Sorry. it doesn't. 
It gives off the vibe. Do you know there, about vibes, there's, there's, there's no lady in leather on this cover. Yeah, but do you know about vibes? No. No, I don't. Well, I mean, I'll tell you about vibes one day. Huh. So. One day. Yeah, I went in, couldn't remember a goddamn thing about it. So I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I, got, I got a job to do. I got this podcast. Mm-hmm. Let's check it out. Popped it in, and I mm-hmm. uh, was watching this. I didn't even pop it in. I just went to the Criterion channel, RJ. Oh, wow. And was it available on said thing? It was. And wow. I was and I was kind of startled because I was like, man, the picture on this looks so good. Did it? It did. It, this is a, who, I'm not sure how old the restoration of this was, even if it's from 2005, but I think those pixels look pretty nice, the nice film grain. Um, one thing you can say about Godard, he knew how to shoot a movie. With, Did he? With, with, well, he didn't do it. He hired guys to do that for him. Who's the cinematography oh. in this one? Willie Cur- Willie Currant? Currant? Oh, Willie? Big, Fuck big, me. Big, I know, big I've Willie. known Willie for years. He went. He was shooting some uh, Ellen Robigurillet movies, which are always nice looking too. And I don't know if you remember this. He also shot a little movie called Pootie Tang. Ah... Uh. I know Pootie Tang. You know about the Babysitter's Club, the movie? Shot that too. I think I've seen that movie, actually. And It del- sounds super familiar. Delivering Milo. I think I know that as well. <laughs> See? Thanks. Uh, you, you're, you're living in Willie Current's world. You just didn't realize it. I think I know all of those movies. Delivering Milo? Pootie Tang? Pootie Tang? Pootie Tang. Is that a, that's a drink, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Louis C.K. directed Pootie Tang. Yeah. Know? Well, but, you know how that goes. Yeah, I know how that goes. <laughs> don't go Don't go to rooms. Well, I mean, try yeah. to get out of there. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> no. So, anywho. Anyway. Yeah. I just felt like a whole new experience watching this movie all over again. Because I'm like, I, I don't remember much of it. It was brand new. It was brand new. But there were scenes I was like, oh, yeah, this. And then I spent a lot of time thinking, RJ, thinking about I thought about this movie as I was watching it. The experience of watching what this movie had to offer, this movie called Masculine Feminine, about this young man who, you know, who's very much clearly a old Godard putting his eggs into this basket of this guy. And mm-hmm. uh, being horny, and uh, being an intellectual though, intellectually horny. How horny were you talking? Well, I mean, this guy—he's uh, just talking about her breasts constantly. He—he he does talk about breasts a lot. He says, yeah. "I like your breasts." He likes to ask and... questions. He's kind of like that uh, Jerry guy from last week's movie, Naked. A little, bit, just a little bit. Uh, yes, yeah. he's, he's asking questions probing questions but what is he probing with his his psychic penis write it write this down for and, and remember there'll be, there might be a test at the end i i legitimately couldn't say okay right. I, I i don't know you good uh were you aware that paul mm-hmm. um had recently fulfilled his military service yeah, there's there is a comment on that in mm-hmm. the opening dialogue, I believe. In in, so. in Z Cafe. Yeah. And so then, uh, I was made I was made aware yes, of this situation. It was explained. Uh yeah. Madeline sits down a ways away from this man that he that 
neither of them know one another, I guess. And sure. he starts like, "Hey, what are you doing, pretty pretty lady?" We, hey, Does we know one of these? We, we know some we know some of the same people. And she's kind of like, "Uh huh." Oh really? Where are you going to work? Uh, I got a job from one of our mutual friends, and he's like, "Oh, he works in a magazine." Oh, he works at a magazine, and you go, "Hmm, is that how jobs work?" I got a job somewhere. I don't know where. Uh, I mean, it could be a magazine. I mean, I don't even, I don't even really have a job. I just show up at a place, and uh, mm-hmm. they think I work there. I don't right. get paid. I'm yeah. just there. Do you have a stapler? No, I mean, I, I mean, there's a couple kicking around, but yeah. none of them are really mine. You I know see. what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so this is an there's an exchange, a a dialogue, yeah, and then uh, there's a culmination of a domestic spat with these people who are just like in the same restaurant, and their woman starts yelling, and this man says, "I'm going to keep." the kid and he walks out with this child and this woman chases after him with a gun and shoots him dead in theory allegedly <laughs> allegedly sure. this guy's shot and you're like oh and that's vignette one vignette uh next up we have paul he goes to meet his friend robert robert uh who i think he asks how's it going and robert responds terrible terrible uh so it was really weird. I got a screenshot of that, and then when I was trying to upload my screenshots, half of them didn't work, and I went, oh. But I thought that was a good one. I liked that one. That's one of the better ones. One of the better ones. Yeah, that's uh, our week by week, uh, some would say. Yeah. And guess what? Some might say. They have a they have a conversation. Do they? They talk about politics. And what do they talk about in the politics chart? Uh, blah, 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 blah. State, state policy. <laughs> they talk about state policy. Yeah, so I think they're talking sure. about some uh, artists imprisoned somewhere. What uh, what kind of prison? Like, are we talking like Nelson Mandela kind of thing, or I don't know. Uh, you don't know. Uh, Wikipedia tells me Rio de Janeiro group of artists oh, and writers yeah. in Rio de Janeiro accused of voicing their opposition to state policy. There you go. You ever been to Rio? I have not. I don't go places. Okay. They everything scares me. I mean, I haven't either. I just. Uh, but that's vignette two. Thirteen wow, it just flies by. Thirteen to go. Uh, Paul begins working for the magazine. Sure he does. And he sees Madeline there, and he's like, "Hi, lady." <laughs> and I'm going to ask you some questions. And she's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, remember when you said we'd go out sometime?" She's like, "Yeah, I just kind of say that." Because I, I want you to fuck off, but but he's mm-hmm. like, well, what do you mean? Well, I'm, what do you mean when you say you want to go out? He's like, well, let's 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 fuck, <laughs> essentially. And she's like, wow. well, that's well, I don't want to do that, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, he he's persistent. Is that what it takes? Mm-hmm. That's what Criterion's taught me. That's what John Criterion's told me and Gary. Persistence. Mm-hmm. John Criterion's told us a lot of things. But um, this does not fulfill the the angst of an incel uh, because we, they, they get together. They hook up. It's just they, like that. A couple of Chad and Stacey's. Look, at the, look how good looking they are. Of course, they, of course they're like that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Which one's Chad? Paul. 
Which one's Stacy? Madeline. Okay. No. Okay. I just need it. I just need to be sure. Okay. Keep track. You got you're keeping uh, notes. Yeah, it's not one of those types of movies. It is it doesn't get the fanfic tag I noticed. Uh well, I mean I, I was close, but I was like, I don't know. I was like it's <laughs> But these scamp these kids are such scamps. Look at them. So uh Paul's introduced to uh roommate Elizabeth Coquette. Yeah, and we then, all got one of those. And then, and then there's Robert, and you're kind of like there's like some sort of tension going on because they're all horny for like one another. Maybe I don't know what's going on. They're, they're, they're what? There's a lot of like touching. There's like that familial like shoulder touching going on, and then they go, ha, ah, let's sure. go run through the streets." <laughs> and what do they do when they get there? I don't know. Uh, then it kind of like transitions to. A protest, some like action on the streets. Uh, there's some American GI parking along the road, and then Paul ha- strikes up a conversation with the driver. While on the other side, they're graffitiing on the side of it about Vietnam. What about Vietnam? That's bad. Should leave Vietnam. Peace in Vietnam. S- send the boys home. Yeah, send the boys that home. That kind of stuff. And then they're like, "Ah, we got you guys. We stuck it to a uh, to the system." <laughs> We spray painted their car, yeah. eh? And we mm-hmm. really got them boys. Yeah. Ah, uh, free, free. It's 1966. It's the moment, man. Because you know what? Because yeah. what the kids are doing these days is they're mm-hmm. watching movies um, about, I guess, what the equivalent. So, like, this is like, if we're watching this now, what movie would they be watching in 1966? So, Joe so remove. Sixty years, so they'd be watching movies about free youths in nineteen ten. So you Show can, dirt. are they watching Jules and Jim? But like, mm. but 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 like a, a silent film version of Jules and Jim, a movie that doesn't exist because there was no Godardian or no, I should say, no new or no French New Wave equivalent. They, they would not have been able to watch that type of experience. But they're like, oh man, look at look at this moment that they're in. This is so exciting. I don't know if the polygamy thing would have flown in 1910. And People were a little bit more stuck up, you know? Wow. Again, this is something that comes up, too, when we were talking about, um, oh, God, Angel on My Table. Yeah. yeah. Where it's kind of like, isn't this crazy how people lived? And you go, yeah. People are just banging, but they're not married. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, we inv- I thought we invented that in 2010. <laughs> Out of wedlock? I don't think so. People haven't been doing this through time. <laughs> well, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, people have been pretty good to each other for a long time, dude. For a long time. For a long time. Uh, you should know that. There yeah. is this, there's an exchange in another scene here uh, on a train between a, a woman and two guys. She is a mm-hmm. white woman and there are two black men. And uh, they're saying mean words to one another, RJ. Very mean words. And there is also now a gun drawn. There's this undercurrent of violence. <laughs> there is, and I was uh, I was not at... Was, I was like, man. What's, what's that? I said I wasn't expecting it, and I was surprised by it. I was yeah. like, why, why are these guys so violent throughout this whole movie? Surprising, to say the least. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's this thing where Madeline is a singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, uh yeah. Yeah. But. She's, yeah. 
so that's a thing that's going on, but it doesn't seem to it kind of drifts in and out of importance because <laughs> her accomplishments mean less than Paul's. I mean, in for to a lot of people, yeah. She takes her scene very seriously. She tells us. Yes. It's made very clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul brings her to a cafe, and he proposes to her, and she's kind of like, oh, he'll Does talk. she accept? We'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there. there's a scene where Paul's kind of been dumped while she's like off to go do her, the release party. The junket. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes and records a... What was it? Fuck. How does it go? He He's kind of like... He looks like he's a little... He's horn-dogging a little bit. And he follows this, like, one young woman that's, like, on the train platform. Uh, but there's no cake, I should note. Uh, he kind of follows her into a coin booth, and she's like, you can, like... T- I'll show you my tits for, like, 150 francs. He's like, oh, it seems pretty expensive. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> What's going on? And then she's like, well, okay, I'll, I'll do it for 100 And then he's like, never mind. And she's like, hmm, okay. Like, curious. How and much would you charge? How much would I charge to take a look at these? Yeah, like if someone was like, hey, show me your chest, Jarrett. Mm-hmm. How much would you charge them? Um, I would pass. Can I, can I pass? Is that an option? What is the unpassable amount? Like, if someone presented it, it as like, this is how much I would give you. What's the what's the number that you couldn't pass on? Is what I'm asking. Well, I think we'd be talking like Power Nine from uh, Magic: The Gathering. We, sure. I, I want Mag- I want Power Nine money. Well, um, for people who aren't enormous nerds, could you explain what Power Nine means? Are you familiar with the Black Lotus? I know White Lotus. It was a show I watched. Okay. Do you know about Mox Sapphires, Mox Jets? Do you know? Do you know about Time Walk, Time Twister, Ancestral Recall? I know about um, when you have to go to the bathroom real bad. Most cards cost in the Power Nine cost as much as a car. Each one. There's nine of them. As and a car, as like a, an as automobile, a, as a vehicle, correct. Like a new one or like a used ten-year-old uh, like, d- d- vehicle. Can you But nowadays with the used market, fifteen-year-old cars. Oh, like, well, I mean, looking like is three, th- yeah, it's brutal. Three K, kind of minimum, Ooh. minimum. <laughs> okay, so what can what can we do about this? Okay, well, like as as individuals, well, you I'm mean, saying what if, if you if you want to see my titties. You got you mm-hmm. you got to treat me right. Okay. Okay. Um, That's what I'm saying. But hey, you know what also happens in this movie is uh, he records a message, like a record message for Madeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he leaves, and then a guy comes out of nowhere <laughs> and proceeds to stab himself. And that's when I was like, "Whoa, is business about to pick up? <laughs> like, <laughs> what's all this about?" What's this weird violence streak in Gadar? Because when you get to weekend, my goodness. I mean, well, I mean, I'm not going to get to weekend. I'm not going to watch that fucking thing. But yeah. uh, you will watch it, I'm sure, right? Yeah. That's a, that's an that's an interesting movie, RJ. Uh, something, weekend? yes, something I can't mm-hmm. necessarily say about all of Gadar's films. Well, are any of them interesting? Um, yeah. And then something uh, someone would say once. Then there's some talk about Bob Dylan. 
there is a lot of Bob Dylan talk. Yeah. I was kind of so, I was so, kind of surprised by it. I was like, he was a big deal. What end? He's a big deal. He's a pop, I mean, I know. He's he's a big star, big pop culture, and he kind of fits the mode of the youths. I think. Okay, yeah. I know, but I was still like, to what end? I was like, what are you going for? Godard? God. Godard? Godard. Hey, Godard. What are you doing over there, bud? But hey, guess what? Paul starts living with some some ladies. In what sense? Uh, He just takes up shop. He's he's a man about the house. In a good way, or I don't know. It's it seems like it's pretty decent at the beginning, hmm. and then he starts interviewing people, and there's this really, really long bit where he interviews this woman and asking her questions that she doesn't want to answer, and mm-hmm. about the pill. I say he says some other pretty troubling things. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't. You, you also, if you got notes on it, jump in here. I, I just know that, like, I remember the scene, and it just goes on for some time. This this vignette of her by the window and just asking probing questions. Uh, it, it is the longest conversation I have ever seen on film, and uh, I mean that. We're talking uh, like dinner of Andre long. It's the longest conversation where they say the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. So do you date anyone? No, not would, really. Would, would it surprise you to learn that Godard anyone? didn't have a script for this movie? He just had a coil back of ideas. <laughs> you don't say. Mm-hmm. We didn't mention in the news, but that James McAvoy movie where it's just Pete, he doesn't have a script, but everyone else does, sounds like complete fucking horseshit. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Get out of here. Insufferable. <laughs> It's like when Terrence Max like, we're not going to have a script. You guys just wing it. It's like, no. <laughs> no. I don't, I don't want it. If I want improv, I'll go watch improv. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Mm. It's horseshit. Anyways, uh, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. So. Uh, so. Paul tells Elizabeth that Madeline is pregnant. Elizabeth is skeptical. Uh, there's another scene where the, the woman who shot that guy at the beginning, mm-hmm. she's a prostitute. I mean, they're all prostitutes. In whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Aren't we all prostitutes in the grander scheme? Yeah, I mean, we got that Patreon. We're just, <laughs> we're, we're, I, I, I mean, more like pod workers. Yeah. Yeah. Like pod racing. Ooh. Like little buff boys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jake Lloyd's the original buff boy. Some would say. Yeah. Some would say. That's how he got the role. And George Lucas looked on and went, hmm, buff. He said, you're looking buff, <laughs> bud. Um, went, yes. Jesus. Buff. Yeah, huh? so I don't know what to say about this fucking movie. Tell me how you really feel. Um... It kind of ends with Paul killing himself. Did you find the ending abrupt and yes. a little bit out of, not even out of nowhere, but you're like, did you, did you, unnecessary? Did, did, you, did you like how it went from feminine and then it just went to Finn? You like that? You like that? I didn't like that actually. That was one of that was one of the more annoying things of the movie for me. One of the more annoying things. Um, yeah, you have to narrow that one down. 
into what is more annoying. Yeah, so there's like a man who does the self emulate thing in protest and you know piece of Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Uh, her song career, I guess, is like going well. There's stuff about Charles de Gaulle. Uh, you know yeah. Charles. You know about Charles de Gaulle. Is he one of your favorite uh, presidents of France? I mean, some people say I am Charles de Gaulle. Ooh, that's not that's not a good thing. I mean, you have an airport named after thing? you. Yeah, it's pretty bad. He's not. He wasn't. Uh, he, he wasn't a great guy. Oh, very. Um, I mean, I mean, there's a whole aware. there's a whole movie about uh, someone being paid to assassinate him. Day of the Jackal. It wasn't me though. Well, I mean, there was someone trying to kill you. A lot of people are trying. No one's done it yet. <laughs> so far. As you look off to the side. Rob Eagle emerges through oh, the back room. Don't, don't encourage. Well, I mean, he, he sent me an image of you, which I, I, I actually do want to post that one time, the uh, troubling image of you, but uh, I'm waiting on it. I'm waiting for the right time. Waiting. Mm. What were you talking about? Oh, Masculine Feminine. What's that? What's this title? What's the title of this movie mean to you, RJ? Not much. Cool. Cool. <laughs> I mean, there are men and there are women in the movie, and that's uh, that's about the high and the low yeah. that who, I got out of it. Who, who comes out on top uh, with this movie? No one. Uh, I want to hear about the reception to this film that we're so high on. The reception? Due to the portrayal of youth and sex, the film was prohibited to persons under 18 in France. The very audience it wasn't meant for, the very audience it was meant for, griped Godard. <laughs> griped? That's what it says. That's all I wanted to say before. Because how often do you get to say griped in your life these days? I mean, I talk about gripes all the time. Quit, but... I mean, you gripe, but do you get to say, I, gri- I griped? It's fucking filmmakers. I griped, you know, as uh, I didn't want my movie released on streaming, you know. French journalist Georges Sadal praised the film's ability to speak to young people, while H. Chapier criticized the film but praised Lode's performance. British critic Tom Milne called it Godard's most complex film to date. American critic Pauline Kael said that it was that rare achievement, a work of grace and beauty in a contemporary setting. Andrew Saris called it the film of the season. Judith Chris said that it had flashes of original wit and contemporary perceptions. Bosley Crowther disliked the film and called it entertainment of only the most loose and spotty sort. <laughs> what does he mean? That's like it's like genitals. <laughs> Loose and spotty? I hope not. You better go to the doctor, bud. <laughs> the, this is of the most loose and spotty sort. Gene uh, Muskowski called it naive and knowing, irritating and engaging. Irritating and engaging? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like these guys are just putting... They just looked up, like, synonyms and, like... Uh, but then, like antonyms and they're like what are words that go together but are also opposing we're going to look these up mm-hmm. and you go okay okay Bro. excuse me what's going on over there bud <laughs> I don't know we can fill, can fill in fill in air you know fill in air did we have dead air that needed to be filled <laughs> 
Okay, tell me, tell me what you think. I think this movie's pants. Okay. I think, uh, I don't know. Honestly, with everything that's going on in the world, <laughs> this, <Yes>. this <laughs> seems so like a relic of a different era. And yeah. uh, Godard has way better movies than this. I, mm-hmm. this is, um, just as like to me, I'm indifferent to this, like I am to contempt. Sure. Yeah, watching this is just brutal though. Like it so feels so outdated in the way like we're like, well, yeah. it's a it's a snapshot into youth culture. I'm like, yeah, we did that too with those like that fucking was it crazed fruit shit? Well uh don't for don't forget the entire Antoine Danet uh Danelle oh, series. Th- but those are like those are watchable movies though. They are, but it's like but and that's what it means. Like he's done it already. So it's like he does this. Well, those, again that's true foe. Like, that's true foe. <laughs> oh fuck. You son of a bitch. Same actor, though. Oh, uh, Jean Perlude. Yeah, and that's what I mean. I've seen that, this that I've seen this guy in yeah. all these roles before. and I don't need to see... I. He doesn't need to be every every young male. At <laughs> oh, every, like, do you know what I mean? Have you seen him all grown up? No. Oh. Why would I? Okay, I'll go check here. Let's get the live, live reaction. Here we go. Going to the chat. And it is sent. Whoa. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're like, you saw that? You see that walking down the street? And you're just like, oh, it's Antoine Donnell. It's like, that's Antoine Donnell. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. It looks like a guy who's like kind of meatloaf, but also like. <laughs> like, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how to describe. Like, it's kind of... He's just an old, weird French guy. He looks yeah. nothing like the young, like younger Antoine Donnell. Nothing. The ravages of time. Oh, man. Some people age and some people age. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, 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 I'd never seen it. I was just like, oh, I clicked on this. And it's like, whoa. I mean, like, okay, so he doesn't look bad. Or anything like that. He just he looks he he looks like a completely different person. Okay, so this is him in the interstitial years, and this is also like interstitial the, to what? <laughs> to like when you see him here in uh, masculine feminine. To what I just sent you. This is kind of like his um, Gary Oldman mm. face. Okay, so the older picture, he looks like a guy who hangs out with Roman Polanski a lot, but like isn't friends with Roman Polanski. And then the this interstitial phase also looks like a guy who tries to hang out with Roman Polanski a lot. And he's in that jacuzzi, but isn't quite friends. And again, this looks these are three completely different people. I don't recognize these at all. This is some of that like Paul McCartney was replaced things. Ah, uh, yeah, this is Advil lasagna. Uh, <laughs> This is some a- Avril Lavigne type shit. This is, uh, yeah, this is so much more interesting than this movie. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I, like, I, like I said, he doesn't look bad or anything. It's just like this. This guy looks so different than every other instance I've seen him. Insane, wild, mm-hmm. wild stuff. Mm-hmm. So on your uh, Antoine Danelle scale, where does this rate? Hmm. Let's take a look. 
it's been a while since I've uh, looked at these uh, these movies and see how it score how it holds up because they are they, it, they could all be the same movie. I think out of the Danielle and see that's why I got confused. But out of the Danielle series, I think uh, Antoine and Colette was my high point. Hundred percent. That like that and was then, that was definitely my uh, yeah. the wiener winner chicken dinner wiener wiener, and then stolen kisses. And then later, later, eventually, Bed and Board, which is not good. Actually, well, there's two more. Did I miss them? Fuck, I probably missed oh, them. Oh, man. The poster's probably changed. Son of a dog. Two, okay. two so, yeah, because yeah, it goes 400 blows to Antoine yeah. and Colette, yeah. to Stolen Kisses, yeah, to Bed and Board. And then Bed and Board. Okay. And then, oh, and then there there's a, a oh, and then there's and Love on the Run. Yeah, the, sh- the, the, the short film is Antoine and Colette because that was like part of a. And that's TV the best one. Program. That's the best one, I think, of all yeah. five or whatever it is. And that's a lot better than masculine, feminine. Ooh, yeah, I mean, and I know what I know what the YouTube people say, like as you pointed out, Truffaut, Godard, different things. It's like yes, but they're they're all telling the same story. It's just this young guy just trying to get after uh, how. What was that Louis C.K. movie you brought up earlier? Pooty Tang. Yeah, something in something in that sense. So uh, it's just this dude chasing ladies, and you're like, "All right, okay." And then I like the French, Jarrett. Can I tell you about the French a little bit? Uh oh. Okay, here's another good one. I, I don't know if this is supposed to be Jean, Jean Berlaud from. Uh, it's, it's a movie called "I Hired a Contract Killer." It's from okay. 1990. It's directed by uh, Aki uh, Karasmaki. Oh, I love that guy. He's actually good. I've only seen one of his movies, and I thought it was uh, pretty decent. This movie, though, like this poster, it looks like Alan Partridge <laughs> from the part from like, the Parsons like, project, like, like Steve Coogan. Uh, it looks, <laughs> okay, it look, here, I'll, I'll just send it to you because it's not going to let me do it any other way. But this is this is this is captivating radio uh where you we describe things so you have to click on the link yeah and then it'll take you to the the page letter, the letterbox yeah. page and i'm going to send you a picture of uh alan partridge steve coogan who i'm assuming you know who it, it, i know it, steve coogan okay but you tell yeah, me does yeah. that that does not look like the, steve coogan the, si- the side the side yeah that does look like steve coogan quite a bit <laughs> no yeah so, that's, that, that's that, a little bizarre interstitial face interstitial i've never i've never heard that used to describe people before <laughs> well interstitial yeah heard it here first folks i mean there's interstitial cells in your testes Ooh. if you if you know what i mean if you know you know is, is that you know like is I mean? that is that like the psychic penis well i don't i don't i don't want to say to be honest Mm-hmm. I don't care for him. But anyways. What, so, do you, um, what did you think of masculine feminine? It's pants. It's pants. It's pants. Uh, I mean, there, there's some there's some stuff in it that's fine. But on the whole, I kind of really agree with you where you're like, uh, this movie, it, like, I don't know what it would have played like 50 years ago. But in the current day and time, it's just like, we don't got time for this shit. Move Th- on. Th- things are like because this is a weird movie because it was at this glimmer that 1966, which then transitioned to like student riots, like one year later. Yep. It was like this big explosive moment, and this is like, oh, hey, this is all fun and janky, and like we're making crazy films, 
uh, and you know we're like, oh yeah, that we lost that war, dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, like we're 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 uh, running headlong into a real nightmare escape. Uh, I think we're, we're For, getting there. worse than what they thought was coming, and it's like, oh yeah, no, and everyone's on board. Like mm-hmm. people like in, in our neck of the woods. Who man, people can't organize for shit and no. uh, violence. Who it's uh, that's the furthest thing that's ever going to happen. And this movie is just like presenting it as this action, which was like, oh, that seemed to be a little bit more acceptable at one point in time. That's gone, and now uh, no more, no more. And now it's like, oh, you, you now you can watch. Uh, Shang Chi <laughs> and uh, and sure in theater until the until they lock down. Uh, in one hour and forty uh four minutes. Once when, so, when they lock down, yeah, in our current place. But yeah, and like exactly like. So I don't know what it would have been like there, but some of some of the shit that's in this, it's like the French Jarrett, They're so carefree. They're just like, wow, well, it's whatever, you know, you'll do this when we do all that. And you're like, I get it. You guys just you, you fucking you just go with the wind. I understand. It's whatever. I also I don't know. There, There's a few things like Godard was trying his like little uh, flash card, like title card things where it's like human labor is this is the resurrection. And you're just like enough. <laughs> <laughs> and he was only getting started. I, I know, I know. But at, at this point for for us, I'm like, enough. I was like, I don't need this anymore. Stop. Um, I don't know. I don't care about this, this horny little guy trying to get after stuff. I don't care about his, like, Slavic-looking cousin or whatever that guy is. <laughs> like... <laughs> what do you what do you mean well he's just got very pronounced brows and i find that very slavic okay like super pronounced okay, like brow you can, ridge you can email us at criterion grease at gmail.com and ask there's, rj about this there's this, none this care this care this character <laughs> there's none listening don't worry uh but, but the cousin or the friend or whatever that conversation he has with that girl in the in the kitchen is unbearable you, 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 do you date? Yeah, I date. Uh, who do you date? No one. <laughs> so like, do you date? Ah, uh, yeah, sometimes. Okay. So so do you date? And it's just over and over and over again for like nine minutes. And I I, I know what people say. Well, it's real, man. That's what real people talk about. They just they don't know what to say. It's like I don't fucking care. It's not entertaining. <laughs> It's not good. Sit. It's like there's nothing of value it, it, there. It doesn't evoke thought. Like it. It doesn't like. No. It, it, it's not intelligent. It's like. Nope. It, I mean, well, sixty six. It was groundbreaking. I went. Mm, I don't know. Maybe maybe people's tastes are just so radically changed. And I don't know. Time could be spent watching insightful things where I think we could walk away better for it. And this this film that entire that titles itself masculine feminine. Which mm-hmm. is pretty fucking loaded to go into this. Mm-hmm. And be like, what's this going to be? And it's 1966, like fucking Godard politics. This guy, uh, obviously, all his movies, he's, he's got some fucking issues. And this guy has no business like fucking talking, tackling anything, let alone like, I'm going to mm-hmm. see, I'm going to like really get into what women are like. It's like, oh, God, fucking great. This is the last person that should be ever be asked about this. 35 year old mm-hmm. just getting divorced, <laughs> Jean Luc Godard. Hey. <laughs> 
I'm gonna make movies about these women and really like let my camera gaze at them as they're like, oh look, oh, look how, look how, look at this work of art this woman is. Look at her. Oh, she she doesn't even know how beautiful she is. Let me just examine her more, and then I'm gonna fucking film this, and then I'm gonna have my film steals. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna have a private session here, boys. I'm gonna do some mm-hmm. editing. Mm-hmm. Wink. Then so he, you know the women with the bangs and, and the short hair jerking off in there. Excuse me? <laughs> what? <clears throat> so anyway. Wow. Um, poo to you, Goddard. John Goddard. <laughs> John Goddard. All right. All right, John Goddard. Get the fuck out of here. Yes, this was... Uh... Is Sim? <laughs> not, yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, right. he is. It's is not he not? Uh, no, I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to call him... He's not a simp. He's a little... He's a bit of... He's a... Maybe a little bit, a little bit of a creep. Contrary to people who are like want to be like, no, no, no. He sees through it all. It's like, no, 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 <laughs> not, not at all. Does he see through it all, Jared? Does nah, he? Nah, he's not above it. He's mm-hmm. as bad. He's as bad as any of those boys running around back then for that free love. Well, who he's, who isn't? He, he was cashing in. Who isn't though? You know what I mean? No. What? <laughs> you? I don't you are? No, oh, I didn't mean me. I just wow. meant other RJ. Man. Why? Hmm. Okay. I meant other people. You, letting people stay over on that mattress you got by the kitty litter box? Uh, no, the mattress isn't here now. I oh, moved I the, the litter box yeah. in that room. Yeah. But that's all that's in there. It's kind of a waste of a room, to be honest. But Right. No. But what do you do? Oh. What do you do? You want to, do you have any other things you want to say about it before I get to no. who hates who hates masculine no. feminine? I mean, I could I should be reading who loves this, but I mean, I don't I don't even hate it. I I just like I don't I don't care yeah. about this thing. Whatever. Yeah. Who yeah. This shit. Exactly. Yeah. This is so, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is not hitting us in the year 2021. The fall of man. The fall. Um, yeah. We're we're in the not midst quite. Of, yeah. It's like this is just seems. Out of touch, and it wasn't meant for this. Time. It wasn't really meant for this time. But I feel, I feel, I'm a ways away from what this movie was doing. I agree. So, Gary, mm-hmm. Gary collection, half a star, uh, one one day ago. Oh, really? Interesting. Interesting. Fuck you, John Criterion. What the French again? You are a sadistic bastard, John. At least mm-hmm. there wasn't rape. Oh, but we have women firing guns and guys stabbing themselves and setting themselves ablaze. Nice mm-hmm. trade-off, dick. I don't know how much longer I can hang on to this runaway train of rape and debauchery and the French. That is the Criterion Collection. I, I co-signed. I co-signed. Yeah, everyone, everyone always gets mad at me. It's like, man, your opinion of Italians, English, French, Slavics. It's so, it's so harsh. And it's like... Well, all I gotta say, man, is I'm I only I learned from watching the Criterion. Okay, so if you gotta blame anyone, mm-hmm. blame the Criterion. And and uh, Gary gets it. Gary Collection understands. <laughs> he gets it. Elena, half a star, writes really boring, like really fucking boring. Uh, okay, Elena. Elena's favorite movies include Freaks from 1932. The Wolf House from 2018, Romeo and Juliet, the Leo one. Oh, the Bo- then, Baz Luhrmann. 
Uh, yeah. And uh, Venus in Furs from 1969. Oh, some, uh, some Franco. Some Franco. But this person also only has 95 films logs, so that's, I don't... That's I, not bad. It's not bad. 95? Well, I mean, maybe they're just, they just started using, or they stopped yeah. using, for all I know. I mean, whatever you want to do, I guess, right? Uh, oh, God. Okay. Um, let's read this long one. From Daniel... Half a star. A classic case of Godard. Mind-numbingly boring. Ingmar Bergman's incredibly accurate review of this picture. Uh, Mm. This guy goes on for some time. I don't care. Talking about Percocets. I don't know. Who shit and cares? I just want to mention Ingmar Bergman. Not a fan of uh, Godard and not a fan of Alhazard Balthazar. So I don't know. It's got to be somewhere in between. Uh, But on the flip side, five-star highest-rated reviews... Uh, whatever, whatever. These people. Where I'm looking at this, children of Coca Cola and Twitter.com, five stars. Ah, yeah, uh, of course. Get they, the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, we know. We know what they're saying here. Get Are, out of here. Whoa, 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 whoa. John Daniel. Oh, and he's got a little. Uh, was it Guido from Eight and a Half? Uh, yes, he does. Yes, he does. Ooh. A rare oasis of profound empathy in Godard's late 60s period, which is defined by its cynicism. Jean-Pierre Lud gives the performance of his career as the archetypal, archetypal Godardian male, a cultured, intelligent person who still isn't nearly as cultured or intelligent as they think they are, and who managed to alienate everyone everyone around them, particularly the women they care about most. Do they care about them? The tragedy of Lude's fate in this is even more impactful than usual, as unlike Piccoli and Le Mepri or Belmondo and Père Rouge Le Fou, he isn't just a self-loathing reflection of Godard himself, but rather a representative of his generation, controlled and manipulated by social and political forces outside of their understanding and control. Is that good? I guess. Five stars good. Is it La Ventura good? Because that's one of their favorite movies. Uh, the movie they saw before... Oh, I saw Stalker in there too. Oh, mm-hmm. is, that, is that a Jerry Lewis movie they watched? The Ladies Man. Uh, like recently or in their tops? In their most re- like they just when they after watch or before watching this movie, uh... they watched The Ladies Man, which, and uh, they also watched Candyman and Candyman twenty twenty one. I mean, they've been ripping. They had like four movies in a day, so I I don't see that, but. Oh. Uh... What I'm most this disapp- person's been ripping. What I'm disappointed by, I think, here is I just saw a uh, friend of the show, Sugarhead, watched and rated Red Desert four stars. Is that good or bad? It's uh, Antione. 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 Yeah. You know Italy? <laughs> Jared? Sound like a sound like a dying old italian man i am dying i've been saying that for a long mm. time people don't believe me oh dear yeah you got any final words on masculine feminine this movie that neither of us liked and we still managed to talk about for like 50 minutes i would say no cool That's... if you want to plan to watch this i no. just say no no just don't no it's a pass <sighs> yeah after the break rj and i jump out the window some say it was suicide. Uh, some are wrong. 
t'en supplie Je ne suis pour toi qu'une amie Laisse-moi continuer ma vie Sans chagrin et sans ennui Laisse-moi connaître le jour De mon premier vrai grand amour Laisse-moi découvrir enfin Celui qui me tiendra la main RJ, if you were an archetypal Godard character, which one would you be? The guy who stabs himself. Always. There's always that guy. Always. Because he knows what's up. He's like, fuck this. I don't want to be in a Godard movie. I never even mentioned all the wasted drinks in this movie. Oh, you blew it. They're fucking ordering as I'll get a Coke. They take not even a sip and they're like, see you later. And they just leave. They don't even pay half the time. Fuck that shit. When you're not paying, who gives a shit? I mean, I know, but like. They say it's fair, you know what I'm saying? Les Almost went an entire episode not saying that. I mean, I'm glad you saved it. I mean. I know how I know how to give people what they want, but I know how to I know how to make them wait for it. Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean, Jer? You can email us at criteriaincrease at gmail dot com and tell us sure how big can. a fan you are of RJ's accents and his views oh, on the Slavic people. <laughs> I'll tell you about the Slavs. You wait for it. Oh my goodness. We've got a Facebook page, we're on Instagram, we're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan, he's Barnloaf. Sure, sure. We've got YouTube. We're on Patreon. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. Grumbler. Blah, blah, grumbler. Is that like a, where like you post desserts? Would it? Would it? Yeah. Wouldn't you love a website that was just called Crumbler? I bet you it exists. I um, hope it does. You better, or else you better get it before it's gone. I hope so. Uh, next week. Spine 309. Kenji Mizuguchi's Jiu-Jitsu from 1953. And RJ, we're going to be joined by yet another Patreon guest. No, we're not. No. I'm just going to say no. I don't even know who it is, but I'm just going to say no. Do you like yogurt? No, I don't, actually. Do you like frozen yogurt? Yes, I do. Well, <laughs> luckily for you, it'll be the latter with Dylan Frogert. Oh, huh? I mean, he's so new. He, he wants he's to, so he, new he, to he, the well, game. We're, we're going to see if he measures up. Can he? Can he hang with the big C's? The what? The big C's. Can you explain what that means? I don't know. C for creeps. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Not cock. You and Rob Eagle are going to enjoy having Dylan Frogert on next week. Because <laughs> I'm surely not coming back. Surely. Good. Surely. Good night. Goodbye.